to Nervous Rex, a Neon Genesis Evangelion recap podcast that is 50% 3, 50% 1, 100% thrice upon a time. My name is Joe. I use he and they pronouns, and I'm joined, as always, by Chris. I'm Chris. I use he, him pronouns, and we're here in person for the first time. Coming to you live from my bedroom studio. After, uh, (laughs) After we let the credits play, for minutes on end while we sat in silence Inside, and just no conflict <laughs> we let the entire credits roll before having any conversation yeah i saw your tweets afterward like you're just yes. like chris hasn't said anything what do i do yeah as was, was like well after like a minute of it passed i'm like should i speak is this a, should i not speak what's the vibe here <laughs> i was busy having a religious experience to the utada song or just in general, the whole thing, the whole thing, but especially the end. And the end credits were a part of it, you know, like going through yeah. both the songs that I knew mm-hmm. were coming in this movie, and then like it hits the, you know, the little like the end, and it's like, damn, it really is. And then it hits you with the little tiny like um, studio thing at the oh, bottom, yeah. like yeah, whole thing. Yeah, believe it or not, the fourth Evangelion rebuild movie has come out, and we've seen it. A reality that many thought would not be real for multiple reasons, uh, some of which we'll talk about in this episode. They combined reality and imagination. That's true. We're getting, we're getting ahead of it already. <laughs> but yeah, Thrice Upon a Time, the fourth rebuild movie, um, I think we'll do a little bit of like our overall takes without getting too much into spoiler details. Yeah. For a little bit up top before we move on to the, the, the rest of it and get... Into, into the details of all the fucking shit that happens in this two and a half hour movie. <laughs> uh, I guess my... Uh, Chris, I know, I already know just because we've been hanging out for now several hours. Um, you didn't rewatch anything ahead of this. No, I probably should have if I would have thought about it until like two hours before I got here. But I Fair. was like, oh, I should try to like pride myself a little bit for what's going on. And so mm-hmm. I re-listened to parts of our, whatever the third one was called, 3.0. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you, you cannot redo, I yes. think, is that one? Or yeah. also just cue with the, in the written subtitle? Which was funny, because not to just, like, relitigate past podcasts, while we have so much to talk about, but it was funny, because, like, looking back, like, I mean, yes, most of the things I said on that podcast, we're gonna, I still... We're going to relitigate so many things. <laughs> it's, like, it's still true that I didn't really, like, love it, but I was shocked to hear myself say that it was, like, my least favorite, considering that at least that one is, like, they were doing new things. I would... In, I posted now, one. Now yeah. I would take that over one. Like, yeah, even no. if it wasn't, like, for I, me. I like, like one more than a lot of people. Um, yeah. Because it, it, most people are like, yeah, oh, it's just the same thing again, but with a lot of the things that the first show had. Yeah. Um, and it's still at the bottom of my, my, my ranking all around. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did rewatch everything not the whole show because i don't have that kind of that time would be nuts yeah uh but on the movies which admittedly aren't that long i watched uh what is death true the like hour montage of the show end of evangelion and then the three rebuild movies is death true like new because i don't remember ever hearing about that when we were doing the show uh i might not have said that name um because i talked to briefly about in the mailback episode about death plus rebirth is that the same thing yes okay because yeah, i recognize that name but i yeah. didn't recognize the other one yeah the first half of death and rebirth death 
uh, is just the first 24 episodes cut up into uh, an interesting sort of collage. Um, and then the second half is like 45 minutes of Indebeba. Um And now they've just released... They just call it Death True Squared or some shit, but it's exactly the same. Okay. So it was a nice little refresher of the show. Watched before I watched End of Ava. Glad, I, really glad I watched that this past week. That's not a spoiler for the movie <laughs> that we were talking about. But then I watched all the rebuilds with my boyfriend who had not seen them. They've seen the show and, and End of Ava, but they'd not seen the rebuilds. And I was really curious that they'd like 3.0. Um, and they did. But I also was like, don't expect anything. Don't expect a con- continuation of two yeah. before it started. Um, and they liked it a lot and I liked it even more than I did when we podcasted about it. And what's funny is I went into it thinking about your specific complaints and I was like, I don't agree at all. Yeah. There's never, and, and I, you know, I didn't feel this as strongly about this when we recorded it. Although I think there's, there, and there's some, there's some stuff I think about on our old podcast episodes where I'm like, maybe I should have stood my ground more about <laughs> things I liked that Chris didn't. But uh, especially like watching 3.0's like final action set piece, I was just like, I have no questions. I completely understand what's going on, mm-hmm. which I know was like a hang up where it's just like things felt messy to us when we watched it a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but also not to talk too much about my writing that I've done, but writing about all those Disney movies and like thinking about animation a lot over the past like six months. Yeah. I, I found myself using a lot of that knowledge rewatching these movies because i was just like oh like, when i watched them the, the first time i was like oh it's kind of weird how when all these movies end the backgrounds kind of disappear and now i'm just like oh that's a classic technique to for readability because you kind of see the silhouettes with like not a lot of information behind them mm-hmm. which i get you know some people don't like uh the rest of the ava movies are packed with fucking information this movie is packed with fucking visual information but I found that very interesting rewatching, especially the ending of uh, 3.0, because everything is in front of just the red gates mm-hmm. in the sky. And with the exception of Unit 2, um, they all strike in front of it. Um, I still, I think, the fourth rebuild movie is better at doing those stuff. That, that exact thing, in part because Unit 02 looks different, mm-hmm. which I was thinking about in one of my favorite moments in the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was uh, interesting how much I liked everything a little bit more just every time i see it you did say that like three in particular is much better on a rewatch which i still haven't done Mm -hmm. yet so i mean yeah yeah it's uh similarly i was thinking about it watching this movie which like maybe to some extent we should start talking about um (laughs) i'm in no rush but uh we i was just like you know every few seconds there would be a piece of information to process and i would like be trying to compartmentalize it with the rest of the movie really quick and thinking about the implications as, like, you know, plot-wise. There's a lot of plot in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, I think part similarly with 3, I'm just, like, I bet I'll like this more when I have that knowledge already. And mm-hmm. it washes over me more. I'm not, like, doing that mental gymnastic of being, like, okay, that sentence means this and this and this right, and this. Right, yeah. And I'm just kind of, like, letting the vibe wash over me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I, I will rewatch this movie, I'm sure, at yeah. some point. Especially now that it's, I mean, it's just on prime i don't have to go out of my house to see in a theater yeah um or anything although i'd love to i see would it in a theater. yeah i'd absolutely go see it in a theater i, I I'm, I'm sad we we didn't get to yeah still yeah um i think I, it does a lot of plot stuff which i find interesting in part because three did so little mm-hmm. um but the more i thought about it i was like i like what three does the weird sort of dark mystery it has that is a thing i like about it and the more I thought about it watching the first hour of this movie, which is just exposition, I was just like, 
I think three's better without all of it. Three does not work if you try and split up any of the exposition between the two movies. Because so much about three is just how Shinji doesn't know anything. Mm -hmm. Whereas four opens up and it's just like, here's everything. Here's, here's all the things that would make three not as devastating of a situation to be in. Because I think three is just like, hey, Shinji, you fucked up the whole world. Everything you know and love is gone. Yeah. And then four is kind of like, there's a lot of people who held on. Yeah. I wouldn't have tried to put any of this into three. Like, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I I'm glad they are the way they are, even if three is not my favorite motion picture. I, yeah. I think I think that they d did everything correctly with the distinction between those two. Which is interesting because I don't know how far out it was planned. Like, yeah. Uh, Anno, I don't know when he started writing this movie, but I'm pretty sure it was quite a while after three had been out. I don't know how much well, he had Well, weren't they supposed to originally come out back to back? Like... They were, point. yeah, and I, but I still don't know like how much he had planned. Yeah. Um, uh, NHK got to film for a couple years in the last production of this movie, and has released it. Uh, they ran a TV special a couple months ago, and then re-edited it into an actual documentary, which is on Prime as well, which I watched both versions of uh, these past couple of days. Make a note to watch that. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, the just watch the one that's on Amazon. Okay. Um. They they talk a lot about like why it kind of takes so long, but they don't. I don't. They never really mention the is supposed to come out close to to three. Yeah, like originally planned. Um, it's just that and this ties into sort of. He talks a lot about the negative response to the end of the show in it. Yeah, which I still find baffling, but yeah. Um, and you know the depression that comes with it, and there's a guy over at uh Studio Ghibli whose name I now don't remember. Um, to I think Toshiro something, um, a producer over there who's just like I think just friends with Ano, but he's just kind of like I know Ano, he's always working. I'm gonna help him get into a new creative project to get out of what he's dealing with. Mm -hmm. Um, which I completely forgot that my favorite movie, Ritual. That Anno has directed was through like a weird branch of Ghibli. Oh yeah, uh, it's like the one live action movie their like weird like cousin shell company put out, um, which I think is also why it's like impossible to get a hold of now. Mm -hmm. Although it'd be very funny if it just showed up on HBO Max one day. Yeah, because uh, there's like clips of it in the NHK TV special. It wasn't in the the documentary. But um, anyways, uh, same sort of thing happened with 3.0. He finished it in 2012, got into that depression. Similarly, he talks about it being related to, I don't know if I can finish Evangelion. You know, it, it's such a traumatic thing, the idea of Evangelion ending mm -hmm. um, because of how it went last time. And Toshiro again at Ghibli is like, I'm going to give him a new project. Hey, be a voice actor in Wind Rises. Yeah. And I was just like, that made me appreciate Wind Rises even more mm -hmm. th that, it, that it is at that specific moment in Anna's life. But eventually, you know, he gets that script done. I think it takes like four fucking years. And they start production. Shin Godzilla happens somewhere in the middle. One of the reasons, and I, I think this might be a post-Shin Godzilla thing, or maybe it's just related in like the, the weird sort of outlook he has on his creativity and specifically ending Evangelion as a franchise at this point in his life. He didn't want the movie to come from the inside of his head visually. Yeah. Like he wrote the script. Um, but he basically refused to storyboard. Oh, interesting. He was like, I don't want... He's like, if I if I storyboarded it, if I did all that myself, you know, it'd go a lot faster. It'd be easier. But then that limits it to things that are inside of my head. And I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So what he ended up doing and what the studio ended up doing is a lot of, like, previs stuff and, like, mocap stuff. So they would have actors sort of mocap out the scenes as he'd written them on, like, sound stages. And... 
he would then just kind of like walk around in a circle and just look for angles. He would just find them, which, you know, sometimes you do that for a while and you don't get anything. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, this isn't how anime is made for a reason, but I don't want to do things the way that they've been done for the whole time or else then they'd be... He he didn't want it to be a continuation of the first three movies. That's how he said it. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think, you know, he succeeded in, in that part. It just seemed like a very, very difficult thing to do. He would delegate things and be like, there's something missing here and then just end up doing it himself anyway mm-hmm. and it just seemed very very difficult to get through and then editing took like way too long because of COVID-19 yeah because um, they basically done they were done voice acting it right before lockdown they had to you know edit long distance and stuff yeah there's that um, sort of pushing it really far away from 3.0's time so I I I don't know how many of his ideas changed in that time. Um, I know that there were some rewrites because while trying to edit the previous stuff for part one, he ended up like, you know, he showed the previews to his staffs and they had notes. And a lot of them were negative. So he was just like, I'm just going to go back and from scratch. And everyone's like, oh my God. a timeline that this ruins, like repeatedly there would be timelines ruined because it'd be like, oh, I got to completely redo part one because if it's not connecting with everyone here, then I'm not doing as good as I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And then same with the, uh, he, uh, I think the script was split up into four parts. So then the fourth part was the same thing where Suramaki's like, none of us really know what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. which now I've seen it makes sense. Yeah. And he's like, then I'll go back and I will make it so you understand it. Cause mm-hmm. they're even just like, can you just tell us? And he's like, no. If if you can't read it and get it, then I've done something wrong. That is fantastic that he's aware of that because... It seemed very difficult to work with him, but I hypothetically am happy he's able to work in this very specific way. Well, and that's just like, you know, like even in like the film school experience that I have, like you would be in critiques and people would be trying to explain like, oh, well, actually what I was doing is this and that. And the professor's like, it doesn't matter. That's not coming through. And yeah. so Anno inherently understands that and mm-hmm. is like, it's like, it's like, I'm not going to let you be like, oh, okay, well, now you've explained it. Now it's good enough because no, it's not because I had to explain it to you. Yeah. So that's great that he was like pushing it to that degree. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's like even pre-visual stuff. That's yeah. just like what he wrote down and then put together. So it's very interesting to kind of look into that in a way that he had, you know, never really let people come in and do before. Yeah. Um, someone, they, the person recording is like, why are you suddenly letting people uh, come in and film? And he's like, Business reasons. He's just like, you know, at, at this point, I don't think mystery is what works for the studio and Evangelion, so come look at it. And then he spends the whole movie being like, you don't have to film me right now, this isn't interesting. As he's literally doing, like, he's walking around the room looking for angles, and yeah. he's like, don't, you don't have to film this, it's not interesting. He's like, go outside, uh, it's raining really hard, that'll make a great insert shot for later. He's basically, like, telling them what he would shoot yeah. if it was him. Yeah. And there's a point in it where he says, like, I don't really think documentaries are real because once you're making a decision of what footage not to use, you are creating a fiction. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting, too, mm-hmm. of just his outlook on that. Yeah. Because, I, you know, a lot of his work is personal. Yeah. Um, which he also opens up about. He talks about his dad in this documentary. Interesting. Um, uh, and his dad seemed like he was a pretty miserable person. Yeah. And he seems Shocker. Like, he see, and it, not even in like a disparaging way. Yeah. But in a in a way that makes a lot of sense after seeing this movie too. Right, yeah. Um, where he his dad like lost his leg in an accident, like oh, a work shit. accident. Yeah. And he was just like miserable a lot. Like it limited the way he could live his life. He's like, yeah, it affected my childhood. Yeah. Um, and he describes that whenever he would start drawing robots as a kid, once he gained that fascination with the robots 
and notably Spaceship Yamato, which if I didn't hear that, I would have also realized watching this movie. He was just like, I started always drawing robots with something missing, a limb missing, and all my narrative is about something missing now. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think it's me affirming my dad and the way he lived, which is just like really interesting yeah. to hear him open up about mm-hmm. and uh, think about as I've rewatched all these things in the past week. Yeah. But yeah, there's Joe's documentary corner. Um, that sounds awesome. I like, think I think that's most of the stuff that I had uh, really thought about bringing up and yeah. like, uh, was thinking about, like the the reworking stuff. I was thinking about going into it in the way it's the way he wanted to con- construct the visuals without relying on his own head uh, is interesting. Watching it because there's a lot of exposition in the movie and just like the way he finds to make it visually engaging the whole time anyway, which I think mostly worked for me. Yeah. Oh, he also really likes one. He was like, I really want to do as many long shots as we can, which mm. comes through in a lot of the, the action, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I liked it. End <laughs> um, of podcast. The new movie or yeah. the documentary? Okay. The documentary is good, too. But I, I know now I am now talking about Thrice okay. Upon a Time. Yes. Yeah. Tw- twice as good as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. I really <laughs> like that movie is the thing about well, it. Um, almost as long. Yeah. But yeah, no, I liked the final Evangelion movie. As I said, I do think it'll wash over me better a second time. Follow me on Twitter. Maybe I'll say if it does or doesn't, or follow me on Letterboxd. All Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J.O. But I, I liked it a lot. It's, it's inherently a movie that my brain was spinning the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I, I was never bored. I never disliked it. How do you feel? I fucking loved it. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Like, no, I, I think it was like nearly perfect like masterpiece like incredible way yeah to end the whole deal mm-hmm. and it was honestly like one of my favorite movie watching experiences i've ever had really yeah just, just in my in my living room yes yeah in the dark in your hot ass living room my yeah because i didn't turn the air conditioner around like a dumbass um but no for real like it, it like just like the whole thing just like felt special and like i'm so happy that i end up being right because like my like initial like most hopeful version of how this turned out would be mm-hmm. like okay i didn't really like the first movie uh and i loved the second one and i yeah. didn't like the third movie i was like well hopefully it'll just like, yeah. replicate the pattern fair but then like after three i was really sort of like it doesn't seem likely i feel like it's gonna go, with it gonna for go, a year. yeah i was like it's probably gonna go more in the direction of like three and i'm just gonna have to like get right with that and just accept like mm-hmm. this is gonna be a movie that you know is maybe not super to my liking or to my taste but it'll be interesting and i'll be glad Mm -hmm. that i watched it blah blah blah. yeah and then i ended up really fucking loving it and thinking it was fucking awesome so yeah i was really steeled for any outcome yeah i was just like i don't you know i've heard good things i could disagree with them yeah so i really just kind of bunkered down in for it and I, i i liked it a lot the exposition in the beginning and some of the stuff near the end where i'm just like i think i love this but it's just like, again, like my brain was kind of spinning the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like kind of, I'm still like letting it sit. We are recording this immediately after basically. Yeah. But I basically, I basically liked everything. And again, I was thinking a lot of it in relationship to three. But it's, it's interesting. You can really tell how much he cares about it being the end. Yeah. It's not like he didn't throw it off. He didn't, he didn't phone it in. Yeah. He, he seems, and it doesn't feel like he's necessarily pandering. To any particular f- fans or anything, it doesn't feel like he's like, oh, people whined the first ending, so I'm going to, you know. It, he cares about not letting them down, but if it's not, he's not going to make something he does not think is the truth of Evangelion. Yeah. Which, again, you know, I'm, I've had, I've seen two documentaries of this man in the past 
48 hours. Yeah. So, you know, I'm speaking with that bias. I'm, I'm very uh, pro-Ano mm-hmm. on this podcast, which has been true the whole time. Yeah. Um, but you really feel it coming through in the way that, like, uh, it, does, it never feels like it's not Evangelion. It's very true to all, all that visually and uh, script-wise and the themes. But it's just kind of just like, uh, it drops a lot of ambiguity. I guess it does. I would say. Yeah. And and it's interesting because I also had that experience of like my head spinning for a lot of it, but at the same time, I always felt like I was on solid enough ground. Mm-hmm. Like it's basically the perfect combination of like both Avas that exist, right? There's the versions where it's just like Great, I yeah, totally yeah. understand this and this is really working for me. And there's the version where it's like there's so much mystery here that I'm totally lost and like can't do it. Especially and, the like, second half of this movie. Like th- this is very much or like back third, I should say. Yeah, it's like you you are definitely feeling like holy shit, what is happening? But also at the same time, like I have enough. I can ride with this. Like, and I feel like they he really nailed it in this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, it really, you know, it's, it really front loads a lot of information so that way the back half can do its thing. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot about it Ava watching this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially the, the ending of it because it's doing a lot of the same stuff vi- visually and thematically. And I guess if you care about lore, that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I think, I think we should just breach into not spoiler territory. Yes. Um, well, or leave not spoiler territory and go into spoiler territory. Yes, yes, yes. you're right. That's, yeah. that is, those are the words I meant to yeah, say yeah. and did not say. I'm ready for your joke. Um, well, my joke was, uh, hey, y'all ever go to the anti-universe to kill your dad? <laughs> <laughs> the anti-universe. Um, they, it's right next to the they, Uncle I universe. Uh, it's yeah. where all the family goes. <laughs> I can't. You've never seen Gurren Lagann, right? I can't remember. No, I have. You have? Okay. Yeah. I felt very Gurren Lagann-y about that, about the, the stuff that happens in the back half where they just kind of go like into a metaphysical realm that cannot be perceived. Uh, I like just, this it, one a lot better than that. I agree. But, yeah. I need to rewatch those one of these days, but I just never do because I don't like it very much. But the thing is, I'm just like, I bet I'd love the back half of it more than I did as a teenager. Uh, and I just never sat through the first half of it. But anyways, I thought about Evangelion when they got to the fucking anti-universe and imaginary Evangelions and a lot of these metaphysical things, um, which I threw my hands up at one point watching it. And then by the end of it, it all kind of clicked in the, into place uh, once I realized the point of all of it, which um, I think we should go a little bit chronologically. So I'll save uh, their suspense for the podcast. Now yeah. you have to listen to the Ooh, whole yeah. thing. Don't tell them they can fast forward it. You can't fast forward it. You're not allowed. You can't. Or else you will I'm putting I'm, I'm going to rearrange it in different order so you can't find it. <laughs> uh, it's a puzzle box episode. You cannot advance. You can you cannot skip. <laughs> you cannot fast forward. But god, but this movie opens with a set piece that I thought wasn't going to be in it because they released like the first 7 minutes of the movie at some convention thing. Oh really? And I was like it'd be an Ava ass move for them to just not end up including it. Uh, but they did, yeah. it, and it it starts with uh, Mari uh, reclaiming Paris, basically, uh, from which Paris is solid red. They do some fucking Evangelion ass shit to, because uh, the why does it, it turns red after the third impact? Yes, or I guess what they're calling the near third impact. The near, yes, yeah, where yeah. everything turns red, which is I think. In some of three as well. I'm trying to remember if the what happened, the impact in three mattered. So I, th- I guess I'm like, was it the fourth that made it red? Can't remember now. Yeah, I don't know. None. It doesn't really matter too no, much. No, yeah. Um, but they make a point to say that like each impact has a different effect on the world. One mm-hmm. of them turns the the second impact made the seas red. The third one 
so I guess the fourth one and 3.0 didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> but the other one, yeah, or one, either the one and one of them, either in two or three, made all the fucking shit red. It like atomized the world. Or it was like shit. it was like two was the like the ocean, like three was the earth, and then um, four was like the soul, or was supposed to be like. That's what the he was trying soul. to do. Yes, yeah, instrumentality. Yeah, yeah. That's how they, they end up explaining instrumentality in yeah. this in the end. Um, is that that impact atomizes or coreizes is the word they use the the, the soul, which is to say make red, um, <laughs> but it kind of it, I guess it's like compacting matter in such a way like the, the core of the Ava the, or or an angel the big red thing is like a soul compressed into one little ball, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense because all the Avas have moms in them, <laughs> uh, except for Ray, but I guess she drives. Adam's vessels, as they describe in this, mm-hmm. um, some interesting stuff. There's they do a lot with. of terminology in this. That's one. the thing. Yeah, it, I'm just like I'm trying to retain it and make sense of it. Not all of it matters to kind of get what it means. No, yeah. So we're probably not going to repeat a lot of it correctly on the podcast, but uh, you should probably just watch the movie. I was gonna say, yeah, if you care that much, then just watch the movie. Yeah, which yeah. is probably we're probably going to miss some some stuff in the recap. Recapping of, a two and a half hour movie is hard on its own, even if yes. it's the most simple, straightforward thing. And but this, this two not. and a half hour movie is like, yeah, good luck. Yeah, but it opens with this kick ass fucking set piece. It's of, awesome. It rules. Uh, of Mari fighting off like a horde of uh, Ava units. Which are just kind of marching on Paris, and uh, it no, it all just kind of kicks ass. Like yep. it's, uh, it's just really economical and engaging action. There's, that's really all it needs to be. It kick, fucking kicks the fucking door down and is like, "You're watching an Ava movie." Yep. Uh, which was great. I love, I love how many things in this movie more, more so than three, because three didn't really have this approach. But I think parts of no, maybe not two, but like especially in this movie, I feel like there's a lot of just like. What's a thing an Ava can do and we want to show it doing? And it they just like now it's using construction pieces as arms. Like they're really just hobbling shit together yep. throughout this movie. They're making it spin around like waist up, like mm-hmm. shooting and doing, gatling and, guns. And, and, and doing a lot of these long tracking shots where they just basically like, you know, it's it's digital, but the the camera, so to speak, is kind of attached to an arm and swings around with it. Yeah. Uh as oh, as they move. Yeah, because they had All that like, kicked ass. They had Mari's like Ava hooked up to like fucking wires like like mm-hmm. she was an action movie star yeah because it's like, attached to the fucking wonder or whatever but yeah. it's a great pool is that it's an actor it was so cool yeah that that action set piece is great i love how whenever an ava or an angel gets destroyed there's just a fucking cross yep. in its place which yeah. creates some just gorgeous wide shots throughout the movie as they're fighting a shit ton of these fucking guys but yeah that was great uh i you out loud said this fucking rules at one point <laughs> Yeah, it was like I was trying to like be quiet because I was like the most I could trying to like replicate as if we could see the theaters, whatever else. But then I, I just like couldn't. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, yeah. After the the other big long like Ava freefall fit, I was just like sick <laughs> when it, when it was over. Um, but yeah, no. Then there was like the whole like hour and a half in between those two points where we were just silent because it's just like constantly delivering things. Yeah. Um. And there's the fucking I don't know if you're planning on moving to this point yet, but um uh when. Mari's fighting I forget exactly what it is that's like that she's fighting over Paris at that point but when she takes the Eiffel Tower yes and like and she says like like uh it's like excuse me Eiffel and then stabs through the an AT AT field field, and like stabs the thing with it like twists into a drill yeah it was awesome yeah it it was so fucking great that's a great idea if you're gonna put it in Paris use the fucking uh especially because like everything there is 
coralized red, so it looks like the fucking spears and lances they use yeah, anyway. Yep. Yeah, no. Fucking brilliant. Looked great. Nailed it. Giving Mari a fun one-lander to use with it. Yeah, no. Like, Mari's great. Mari's she's a, a continues to be the best. But at the end of this movie, had my galaxy brain take of, of why she's in these movies and not in the show, which I'll get to. Yeah, I'm saving wait. it. That's yeah, no, that's great. And then it's kind of interesting because you kind of just had to wait for a while to see everyone else. You're just like, it's, yeah, opens with Mari. Um, when that set piece ended and she was like, first off, they reveal that Paris is like Tokyo, a nerve facility. So all these buildings rise up out of the ground mm-hmm. for the facilities that they're using to, to uncorize the place and like save the, a section of it, at least. That was the moment it hit me where I was just like, it, I felt like a teaser clip was about to end. Yeah. And I was just like, it's not going to. This is the movie. Yeah. That was when that was the most it hit me that we were watching the final Evangelion movie. Well, yeah, because I think what helps with that is that, like, you know, they're expanding the scale. Like, even though, like, like some of the previous, like, entries yeah. have gone to, like, huge, like, universe level, whatever, we haven't left Japan before. Yeah, like, and they have this Euro nerve unit. Yeah. So I think that, like, helped make it feel like this is the you know the next step of these movies is like now like now we're seeing how this is affecting the rest of the world and we're we're going to different places and mm-hmm. etc yeah which is interesting because you kind of see in 2.0 some shots from space of the earth and like the the big red circle where the second impact left but then it's just kind of like huh does everybody know about that <laughs> or like when uh kaji exp- like is like oh this facility purifies the ocean that's what i care about mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah i never really thought about it too much about like how does this affect the world outside of japan which is interesting because also in 2.0 they're like yeah this is the test unit coming from usa oh yeah yeah yeah. and i was just like oh yeah sure yep i forgot about that yeah Yeah. but that's like that's it you kind of like oh they blow up that site and bring it here and then it's immediately a problem yep so i don't really think too much about like oh are there other nerve sites yeah even though i think they kind of get some lip service to it in the show i think it was more lip service in the show yeah because there's like I think an episode where like Ritsuko goes to some tab meeting with all the different people from different countries and is like everyone f- fucking shame on Japan for whatever they're doing. Yeah. Because I guess it's the human instrumentality project. Right. But yeah, the set piece is great. And then it goes to where three left off with the the original three children, uh, Shinji, Asuka and Rei wandering through the desert with a horse with no name uh, until they eventually get to uh tokyo 3 and as joe put it while we were watching it shinji doing the virgin walk he was (laughs) he was doing the virgin walk from the meme uh which you know i think this movie a lot of the first i'd say at least 30 minutes are are kind of dedicated to oh yeah remember what he just went through like which which also really i was just like thinking about constantly rewatching 3.0 it's just like yesterday 2.0 2.0 happened to him. Yeah. Like the whole time I'm just remi- remembering that and like mm-hmm. juxtaposing that to everyone else having lived what 14 years. Yeah. Um and this movie kind of does the same thing where it's like I don't know how long they're walking for, but I'm just like Corey died yesterday. He watched Corey's head pop off yesterday. Yeah. And they get picked up. You don't see who they get picked up by. And then I think later they reveal it it is Kinsuke. It's Toji was the first. No, the, no, no, no. Toji, you're right. You're right. Toji's you're right. the it's first Ken, face we yes, see. Yes, but Kenske. Yes, you're right. Because the person says Akari. They know who he is. Yes. Yeah. Although, real quick, I just want to say, I feel like this movie immediately, like, it's so interesting because, like, they're made by the same people and they're carrying through the same idea. But to me, I feel like the like the the different movies did varying levels of like a quality job in terms of like 
strengthening and keeping your empathy for Shinji. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there were certain movies where I was kind of like, I get it, you're fucking sad. But like this one was like, mm-hmm. it, it worked again, where I was like, This is the best it's been. The, the whole time I was just like, how could anyone like blame him? Like, think about his ne- his life has never been good. Go back no, to the start no. of the show and go through the entire show, end of Evangelion, the three movies up to this point. Like, his life sucks ass, and it always has. And like, blah blah, blah. And, like, and like, it's just funny how like some of those movies, like, the facts have been that the entire time. But sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, but sometimes I'm like, you, whatever, yeah. Shinji, whatever, fuck you. But then like, th- th- this movie came back to like the core of the character where you're supposed to be like understanding mm-hmm. the depth of this kid's like emotional. It gets talked about so much with the show that, like, I feel like you even get to a point where like, the word doesn't seem to like mean what it means anymore. Like his his trauma, because like you know, he's like, yeah, his trauma. But like, you really feel that 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 deep level of yeah. trauma in this movie. Yeah, it's interesting. That was another thing in the documentary where like uh, early notes was like it's really depressing, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I want to see his original draft of it now. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he there's a really a lot of dedication spent and like time spent to him just going through it. And him just kind of fucking off for a while. Like, people are like, you need to eat. You need to, like, stay here with us. Asuka can only be as nice as she can be. Mm-hmm. That's, like, literally in her DNA, as this movie explains. But e- even, like, the people who are nicer to him, which is Toji and Kensuke, are, are returning friends who are now adults. I literally was like, fuck yeah, when mm-hmm. we learned that Toji was still alive. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. That was yeah, because you, you were really convinced that he had, had died in that time before yeah. uh, because of the shirt that comes out of the hole in the wall. Yeah. Um, which is probably in the intended effect. I, yeah. think, I think Shinji's supposed to think that is... I think that's the effect of that movie. Is Shinji's supposed to think that what he sees in front of him is literally all that's left. Well, and also, like, th- this isn't typically a show that, like, undoes a bad thing and prevents presents you with like like the positive thing you didn't know no. about it um well until this movie like did they do some of that in this one yeah um, i don't know i mean toji survived the the thing that's true but it still Asuka felt very like consequential survived still, the thing like, too but yes no I, I agree with you yeah those things are really fucking bleak and sad yeah yeah uh but for this one to be like shinji thought toji was dead and then they're just over here living their lives. Yeah, happy with a baby. He married yeah. the class rep. Like, yeah, the other girl. Yeah, that was in the show. Yeah, it's, it's so it funny. It's like a bunch too... of surprise, and we're just like, not really. Yeah, no, the, uh... <laughs> it's like kind of the whole thing during yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. It seems to imply that Asuka and Kinsuke have a relationship, but yeah. it's kind of which was really interesting. Yeah, it's, because it's, it's she's the only person, uh, or he's the only person that her nick she doesn't have a mean nickname for, mm-hmm. and they you know they live together. They seem very cordial. It's I never felt like it was one hundred percent explicit. I got vibes. I got that, like, I got a lot of vibes. I got vibes that this was like. Not the same, but kind of Asuka a little bit replicating her relationship with Kaji, where mm. she was still, like, she's, like, I mean, like, time has she, passed, she, but she's still 14, and she, now Kensuke's the older guy that she's, like, That's a really with. interesting comparison. Yeah. Because like, Kensuke even kind of ends up looking a little bit like Kaji, yeah, the way like, he's scruffy. The substance of the relationship isn't the same because they're very different people. Kensuke's nice. But I got the the feeling that that was sort of what that was doing was mm. like that Asuka was sort of seeking yeah. out that same type of relationship with a quote-unquote older man that yeah. like whatever like, they yeah, yeah cool well, obviously because she yeah as you said she has uh, technically aged those 14 years but also um it's interesting because you know Ray has her whole maiden a pod deal where she doesn't emotionally change at all in between 2.0 and 3.0 yeah Shinji obviously goes into some sort of metaphysical coma state doesn't experience any time passing and this movie is like 
Asuka's kind of genetically hardwired to be this way. So yeah. she is forced to be emotionally stunted, um, which I, I think I compared the age stuff in 3.0 to some of the tie and dial age and stuff and, and Gunbuster yes. originally more. Yeah. This kind of just nails that home even further for yes. me. Yes, and, and and this one, I can't believe I didn't think of it. It's it's like like you, you can, like, it's, it's really like you cannot advance. Yeah, and, and I don't think I thought about it before, which is kind of like insane if I didn't, but like Asuka as a character would hate this fate of not being able to age. So much of her character in all this leading up is wanting to be an adult. And, like, I don't think that ever really landed for me before now, but in this movie, I was like, oh, my God, like, that's perfect for, Mm -hmm. like, her to be, like, suffering through this. And then you, like, there's all the reasons that you understand her frustration with Shinji, even when she's being pretty fucking cruel about it, as we see in one scene where she's, like... She cares about him to the extent that she can, and that is also kind of tragic. Yeah, she's, like, she's, like, trying to force him because he won't eat, but in Asuka fashion, she's, like, cramming the food in his mouth and, like, talking shit to him and whatever else, and, like, yeah, and it's just, like, I feel like that's one of the strongest things about this movie is that the characterization is just fucking phenomenal on pretty much all accounts. Mm-hmm. Like, I was wondering how you'd like the Ray stuff. I loved it. Okay, great. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Because I, I thought because I, I, uh, it's you, uh, the exact same thread that 3.0 tried to do. Granted, for different reasons to different effects. Yeah. Uh, it was trying to be bleak and you hated it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. I, I was even the noise that during that I was like, oh, they're really trying to do very similar things with this that I didn't like before, but this time it really worked. Okay. Like, I think honestly, like. It was just in terms of, like, the things that she didn't know were plausible to me. Like, I mm. think some of the things she was asking of questions, I don't remember because I didn't listen to that part of the podcast, but, like, I remember there being this where she was like, what's was this? And I was like, I don't believe that you don't know what that is, but this time all the things she was questioning or sort of, like, things Th- that thing, people... Things that she would not have at nerve. Things that people care, that care about each other or even just have general niceties towards each other mm-hmm. say all the time. And nobody really cared to do that with her in the situation Ever, yeah. because she was a tool that was constantly being restarted, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, they, they like, say that at some point this is the sixth one. Yes, So yeah. I wonder how long she had been alive to, to Gendo when three started not that it matters too much but yeah. I don't even remember the specifics now of what words she didn't know when Shinji says them yeah um but it's just but this uh, one was all like good morning goodbye good night niceties, yeah. yeah and it's just stuff that like not only did I feel like I buy that she had never heard those things before and also mm-hmm. it was just so satisfying to watch her it's the stuff they set up in two that they then undo i think to good effect where you're kind of like no fuck like she was becoming her own person and then it's gone Mm -hmm. again but in this like watching getting her getting to watch her build her own life in this little community where Mm -hmm. toji and them are living was just fucking i loved it yeah It, it was great like she's finding her her own place they're encouraging her to like find her give herself a new name yeah like um i wish she got before yeah. before that plot line yeah ends. yeah Although it makes sense, Shinji's answer, I just... Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they, this town that's set up uh, with the survivors of the near third impact, which is abbreviated in 3i uh, multiple times, it, it's like just kind of just a hobble of people, and it's like very low-income, like emergency housing. Yeah, uh, they're getting by with like supplies from... It was like a an offshoot of... Will or whoever you pronounce that, like W I L E. Will I got yelled at for saying it wrong last time. Who knows? It's the it's German or some shit. Yeah, it's yeah. When I say who knows, like the Germans know, yeah, but I don't. People who listen <laughs> to this podcast. Yeah. Um. But so like, it was like so that is like the bigger like group that Misato and them sort of formed mm-hmm. when they started well, clashing they, with Nerve, and then they, they have they like say a, that Kaji 
made it. Yes, yeah. It's it's like an it's like a subsidiary of that that is giving mm-hmm. like medical supplies and whatever else like aid to these survivors, and yes. that's how they're getting by in this little town where they're like farming yeah. and and like there's this the great thing with Kensuke where he's sort of like. Or is it Toji? They're like, we didn't, there were no, there was no time for like confused kids. We all had to like grow up and figure out how to do yeah. all this ourselves. So they pretty all fast ended up having like, uh, similar stuff that, that like, not the same thing, but they've all sort of been like, yeah, we all got thrown into something younger than we were able to deal with. And it's like an interesting parallel to what we've been dealing with with our main characters this whole time anyway. But also a hopeful thing because Shinji gets to literally be told like, it can it be done. Out. Yeah, we exactly. Like Toji's like, I did things I wasn't proud of. It was hard, but look, I'm mm-hmm. kind of like a doctor now. Like yeah. not really, but yeah. like I'm helping with the things yeah. that I have. And like Kensuke is like a um, handyman. Yep. Yeah. 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 He goes around and just kind of tinkers with things and makes records with his camera. It's like he does what he can do. Yeah. And that, yeah, no, and that's what everyone there does. And it's there's great. really fascinating things in there about, like, uh, it ties into the race stuff. There's so many little, one thing I really love about this movie, too, is, like, there's little nuggets of just, like, there's ways that it could have been done poorly to where it'd be like, oh, now the writer's just, like, saying shit that they think or believe. But it, yeah. in this, it never feels that way. It just comes across as, like, this is, like, legitimate wisdom being passed on to us through the characters. Like, just sort of, like, little nuggets of great sort of, like, philosophy stuff of sort of, like, yeah. what is work? When Ray's like, and they're like, oh, I guess I never thought about that. Whatever. It's sort of just like, oh, it's like. Well, yeah, because her response is, is it an order? Am I ordered to do something? Like, yeah. Well, no, it's just, no, it's just, you know, it's like, you know, it, what do they send up they saying? They said shedding sweat together. Yes. And, yeah. and like, in, a, in the Which context. Is like, it reminds me of a Miyazaki movie. Yes. And in the context of this movie, they're making, they're drawing a distinction between orders, like obligated work and work that you do for the benefit of the people around you. Because yes. the people saying that are, are the ones that they're doing important they're shit. They're not filing they fucking paperwork. They're right. They're making food for each mm-hmm. other and they're working hard for the sake of something that's real and important. Yeah. And so work is portrayed as like separate from an order and also it can be like an enriching thing yeah. like when you're doing it in that context yeah like, it, which which i i love miyazaki and mm-hmm. I, I love uh it is it is a little distinct from the oft miyazaki sometimes you just gotta scrub a floor thing mm-hmm. which i like when he does it uh but there is something that i like uh, distinctly about all the stuff in this ava movie being about like community building yeah post disaster mm-hmm. uh which uh, go back to our shin godzilla episode everybody yeah yeah because uh, I was thinking about that a lot, because Kaji's whole thing with uh, the ship that he takes from Nerve, which is so flying, cool, the whole, is preserving fucking uh, plants. He's and preserving all the life that would be wiped out if instrumentality happened. Mm-hmm. So he's like, instrumentality is this thing that they end up they end up just saying is like it's about you know preserving humans, making humans into this ultimate life form. Yeah, and Kaji's like. What about everything else? Yeah, yeah, which is great. And this it, whole thing is balanced. Yeah, yeah, and they they like like do the repeated shots of like the like watermelon like mm-hmm. that he was like that it was put in there by him and shit. I I think this movie just is just so fucking like it kind of delivers on like it it kind of does justice by everybody. It does, and on top of that, it's, even Gendo. It's so yes, it, and like and the movie's just so thematically sound. Like yes. you can take pretty much any piece of this, and I will later in this, and be mm-hmm. like, this is part of telling this story. And yeah. it's all like Loctite of like, you can tell what is being said about this and why and what it means if you look at pretty much any chunk of this. Like, I, well, I think I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really remarkable uh, how it does that mm-hmm. and how I never, you know, it's a long movie. I obviously, you know, felt, oh, we've been in the exposition zone for a while, but also it, because it starts with a fucking shot in the arm action scene, I never really felt lacking for anything. And because I'm attached and invested 
to the Shinji of it all, I also never was in a rush. I was just like, he needs time. I thought it was legitimately exciting that part part of the movie because yeah, they were because constantly you go back to Ray as well. They were they were showing us all characters that we care about at this point. Mm-hmm. They were all involved in interesting things that pertain to who they are and wh- where they're at in their emotional life journey mm-hmm. at this point, and they're explaining shit that everyone is confused about off of the past few movies. So yeah. I thought it was fucking riveting the whole time. Like yeah. I, I didn't mind at all. Like, I really, that's the thing too is I didn't go in caring too much about answers yeah. about previous movies or anything but I never there was only one scene where I felt the explanation didn't feel genuine what was um, that in, we were just talking about Kaji's fucking melon zone mm-hmm. uh, melon there's, zone there's a conversation that Masato and Ritsuko have where I was like I don't really feel like they would talk about this when they both know it. Oh yeah, I know. I felt the same way. Yes, that's true. But that's yeah. the only time I felt that way. It was it was extremely. Uh, and now we'll say this because the script said to. But the movie was yeah. good enough. I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, later, whatever. Like, later they talk about Kaji more and his past actions in a way that feels genuine. Yeah. But that one scene is just kind of him explaining why he took this ship while they're in the melon zone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I'm glad I know this. But, but you know. there was probably a more realistic way to depict the information. Probably. It's literally it's like Ritzko, like te- it'd be like if I told you, so Joe, you have these cats and they're named Mouse and whatever. It's like, yeah, I it's know. True. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you just brought up like how I got them and, yep. and why and all yeah. these things. Um, yeah, basically. Uh, classic uh, screenwriting folly that yes. I witness all the time. Yeah. But but like it's so short. I, it's like one moment. That's the of thing. It. Otherwise, really well written I felt movie. that way. Yeah. And the only reason I... I'm calling it out because it's a podcast. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, again, we were talking about the, you know, the, the genuineness of it all. But, like, yeah, no, all the, the Shinji stuff is great. Cut together with the, the, the Rey sort of, like, building her own life after escaping this awful place. Occasionally, bits of Asuka, which most, you know, seeing Asuka at all, you kind of do get some characterization just because you can kind of contextualize it with, like, You've never seen her in a calm place before. Mm-hmm. So just kind of seeing her hang out uh, and they're being like, why don't you don't work? And she's like, I don't go out there and work. I protect this place. Mm-hmm. And she's um, playing like a Game Boy the entire time. I find I, I don't know if I made jokes on the 2.0 episode about Oscar being a gamer. <laughs> I probably did. I know myself. Yeah. I made it to my boyfriend when we watched these like three days ago. Yeah. I was like, I'm so glad she's a gamer in these mm-hmm. movies because I don't remember her playing a game in the show. She might have. But I realized in this movie that's her cassette player. Yeah. Yeah, because and then it's like, how did I? I never realized that. I didn't put it together until you said it, but yep, absolutely. Because yeah. there's a because she's she that that's what she uses the way that Shinji uses his, which yeah. they also go out of their way to, and I, I don't even mean this in a negative way. They go out of their way to explain as a metaphor why he does it. Although yeah. I feel like 2.0 isn't subtle about it or Norse three, mm-hmm. um, but it's very interesting that they tie it directly to Gendo in these movies as this thing passed down. This this passed down trauma response, yeah, um, which is brilliant. Even if you don't explain it, yep, I didn't mind the explaining because no, me neither. So much of this movie is also about like, have you ever just talked to them? Yeah, so I we'll, ca- we'll so definitely like, get to that. Yeah, so like a lot of uh, conversations that feel uh, there's a lot of things in the last mo- in the last thirty minutes of the movie that I feel like you can be like, that's the point about, and I you know uh, that some people might not like that I like. But uh, anyways, to is there is there anything else in this first sort of part we need to get to before the Fanta comes on screen? Um, for the first time, there's a lot of like unique, a lot of little things. Yeah, like you know, there's plenty of things that would be like rewarding to talk about, but like watch with- the movie. Exactly. Everybody yeah, watch yeah. the movie. There, there is like um a great scene where like Ray has like again is picking up these little bits of like 
you know, what you do when you're with other people. And one of the things is, like, holding hands. Like, what's that? Like, that's what you do when you want to bond with someone. And so then, like, she... There's a lot of repeated that yes. in the movie. She brings Shinji his cassette. He flips out and knocks it away. Um, which I guess we should mention real quick, too, that every time he sees the collar from 3, he vomits because it makes him think of Kuwara's yes. head exploding in front of him. But I guess it's been days. Yeah. So so, um, so they... Ray brings him the cassette player. He knocks it away. And then she tries. She brings him food, but she he like leaves, and then um, he eventually eats. We see. I yes, think. yeah, but he yeah. he doesn't he doesn't swat it away. He like leaves yes. it there. And like I don't know if it's in the same scene, but like she's basically he's like, why are you still like being so nice to me? I destroyed everything. I ruined everything. Mm-hmm. I always do this. Like I just want to be alone. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to see anyone. And like it was, I like to get like personal for a moment. I feel like I'm watching this movie at, like, the exact right time. Like, part of me was like, I'm mm. glad for all the delays, because I have actually really been feeling, like, doing a lot of, like, thinking about just, like, man, like, I just get sometimes, like, exhausted with interpersonal conflict and our inherent capacity to do harm to each other just by mm-hmm. existing. Because, like, you can be trying your very best, and, like, the the most, like, accidental, innocuous thing can hurt the people around you, and, yeah. you, and you feel like shit. And, you, and I've literally thought over the last, like, however many weeks, just, like, I wish I could just, like, sit in my room alone where nothing I do can have consequences on other people. And mm-hmm. so seeing Shinji, like, like verbalize that. that, I was like, whoa, like, I'm back yeah. to fucking, like, really relating to Shinji mode. Yeah. And then to have Rei respond to that with, like, the reason is just, like, because I like you and care about you. And then mm-hmm. she holds out the hand and it's like, what are you doing? It's like, that's what you do when you bond with someone. And it's, like, the first time in the movie that Shinji is, like, forced to reckon with like other people are going to let you move on from this if you let your you just if you let yourself move on from this like and this is what you're talking about how kind of you can cut out any part of the movie and say it's thematically consistent yeah because so much of this movie is about people who hurt each other and move through it yeah Like, like just people moving through damages because so so much of three works for its themes because uh asuka and masato while they care about Shinji, cannot really look at him. Mm-hmm. That movie kind of plays well on uh, not knowing exactly how they feel. Yeah. Um, whereas this movie, more specifically, is like telling you that they care about him, but they cannot act any different because of the position that um, they have been put into emotionally. Yeah. Asuka, you know, is her is her own deal where she's like her way of caring about Shinji is holding him down and shoving food down his throat so mm-hmm. he doesn't die because he yeah. needs to eat to live. And Masato's deal is just being like, I need him locked in a cage so he can't accidentally do anything. Yeah. Um, at least for the first little bit of the movie. Eventually mm-hmm. he comes out um, of the cage and he's doing just fine. But yeah, no, it's, it's, that's, you know, Ray gets to have a very specific role, obviously, if you care about the, the plot, because, every, you know, all of this happened because of the original Ray, or at least. I don't know if she's the original, right? Right, but yeah. She might be the second. I don't, I don't care. Um, but uh, as far as his movies are concerned, as far as Shinji is concerned, the real Rei Ayanami, this uh, character in 3.0 in this movie is not her. Yeah. But uh, she has her own arc, and Shinji's just like, and yeah, he gets to have that moment with her. Um, Asuka will occasionally be seen, like, checking on him. She won't let herself be seen or anything, but yeah. I, think, I think she just... I think in her mind, that's part of protecting. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of being like, he's alive, he's eating, and leaving. Yeah. And she can't do anything different than that because of inherently how she treats people. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm trying to think 
if there's anything else in that section. There's just more texture stuff. Like, like Kensuke takes texture. Shinji around, like, sort of, like, where they... He's, mm -hmm. Here's where we check the water levels, because it's essential to taking care of ourselves here, blah, blah, blah. Um, they go to meet... Um, I forget, like, his role, but they meet Misato and Kaji's son. Oh, that's also very important. Yeah. I think he's he's young. He's 14. Yeah, he's 14, same age as Shinji's body. And, yeah, and I'm guessing Misato, Misato must have been pregnant in 2.0. Like barely, she was. They they confirm that because yes. um, they, as they explain, someone it they don't really explain this, which they don't really need to. But there's like somebody had to stay behind to make sure the thing the, it was the only impact near didn't happen. Third impact, yes, exactly. And and like Kaji's the one that chooses to do it, and they say that mm -hmm. like they uh, don't really say what he does. No, he like gets in some sort of plane looking thing, and yeah, then it's um, fine. I don't need more than Ritsko that. Ritsko says that like he might have let Misawa go with him if she wasn't expecting. So at that okay. point in time, they both knew that. Okay, so they, she was they both knew. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, so then the kid's just named after Kaji. Yeah, and Masato abandons him because yes. it's it's very interesting. Where yeah. she, uh, it made me think about a lot of One Piece characters, honestly, um, because she's just like, I have to go and do this thing. It'll be easier if he does she doesn't know that I'm his mom. I didn't even I think can't about be a good one. I didn't even think about till just now that she's just doing. Honestly, an even worse version of what she was so traumatized by her own dad oh, no doing. Dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's that. And that's the immediate parallel to Gendo doing what his dad did to him. Yeah, to, and that, I mean, that's you and I both are just like, uh, or at least I can't. I guess I can't speak for you, but I'm just like, I know that my dad was a bad dad because his dad was bad. Yeah, I I would second that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's like all that stuff's real. Mm -hmm. So so much trauma is generational. Yes, yeah. Um, which I think this movie does an incredible job uh, depicting and. Especially, especially this one. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, Evangelion's always been that way. Yeah. Um. But I think this movie is kind of a perfect capstone. It is on yeah. those ideas. Yeah. Thinking a lot about Ano's process, going back to the documentaries for a second. Um. It's just like he made Evangelion, and he was like, I kind of had everything I had to say in that in mm -hmm. the '90s. So when he's making these other movies, it's like everything I come up with just resembles it, which I would say to some extent is true about um his three live action movies he makes. They all have similar sort of themes and crossover, which you know, I like. I don't mind when a director has their their deal. Yeah. Um, I quite like it. And a lot of times, if I like the director and their deal. Yeah. Ano is one of my favorites now. It's interesting for him to go back to uh, to go back to Evangelion. I'm not gonna you know, make things that look like it. I'm just gonna do it again. Yeah. And find new things to be interested in. Yeah. Which is gets gets into him being like, I'm just gonna make things in ways that they're not made. Fuck things up that way. Uh, in in the way that he you know directs this movie. Or um, adds details, presents them in different ways. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's. I think. I think again. Like, I don't know yet. It, ha it hasn't been long enough for me to be like. I don't know if it's my favorite Evangelion. I mean, End of Ava probably will stay my favorite Ava movie. But I'm like, I don't know if this is my favorite rebuild. Uh, but like, I do think for its place in the franchise as a whole, it is a perfect ending. Yes. It it Which... it. it, it to the extent that I think need things needed to be quote unquote wrapped up, yeah, um, which isn't much for my taste. Mm -hmm. You know, I like weird. Well, we had we shit. had gotten two endings already. Yeah, and both of them, you know, say what you will, whatever. I think both of them are in their own ways satisfying. Um, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Even end of Evangelion, which is like a fucking whole can of worms. I still not, think not your that tempo, like maybe, I still but... think that like the fact that it exists and it is like an entirely different meditation on the same themes that goes in an entirely different direction than the end of the show mm -hmm. is a satisfying thing. And yeah. I think it's so impressive that he, he took the same series with the same concepts and ended it three different times, 
made them all satisfying and unique. And then this last one, like you said, perfect capstone on all of it. It, it, it has closure for the whole thing. Intentionally, the, yes. me- metatextually, yeah. as we'll get into into the last uh, yes. like 10 minutes of it, which yeah, yeah. my favorite part probably. It's awesome, yeah. Uh, which is on, uh, also gets to a, another thread that I'm sure some people went into this movie with, which is uh, we got emails about people being like, but are you going to talk about how it's starting over? How it's like the this is a sequel to the original show. And I'm like, I don't care because <laughs> um, I don't. I don't care about timeline stuff in this show. That's not what is I come to Is that a thing people for. think? I yes. don't even know. I, I'm not even familiar with this theory that, yes. it's, that it's, yeah. a, it's starting people, over. People get a lot out of uh, Kawori's whole... You know, obviously, now I know the answer to these questions, having seen the movie. Yeah. But, like, you know, I watched 3.0 two, two days ago. Yeah. Uh, or maybe yesterday now. I, time's fake. But telling my boyfriend, like, oh, yeah, some people think because of Kawaru is knowing language about Shinji saying this time when he shows up yeah. to Shinji uh, and stuff and like his actions people are like I think it's a sequel like maybe time started over again and there was a like, kind of a nod to it in this movie yes um which is interesting but I just I that's never what I came to Evangelion for yeah I'm like if Anna wants me to know that he'll tell me yeah I guess which he, he basically did, did in this he movie. basically yeah, did yeah but uh I I'm just like you know I don't yeah just, that's not a thing that I really engage with 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 Ava but people talk about it a lot yeah well and I think now like. Because I, I know now the scene, well, I mean, we'll talk about it, like the scene that basically confirms that. And like, it's... Well, I like what they say before that, which is just these things just keep happening. Yeah. It's like based on the fucking Dead Sea Scrolls and, and the Book of Life or whatever that they read, dressed her to. They ultimately just kind of be like, you know, this is just a cyclical thing. It's it's the kind of thing where, in my opinion, yes, they do. They basically Which, outright again, conf- generational trauma. They basically confirm, yes, this is, I guess, the same story, just happening different ways over and over again, but not in a way where they're like, and this has been the point all along. The lore is this. It's, it's yeah, just, no, the, it's the thematic. Point is the experience of the thematic encounters mm-hmm. between the characters. It doesn't matter that it's they're that all it, valid. Whether you take it exactly, it doesn't matter that it's literally happening again. That's not the point. Like yes, but, that, but, and but that's it's there. Like that's more so what I get to with rebuild as a concept. Yeah. Uh where I'm just like, I don't care about timelines. Yeah. I super don't care about timelines. Yeah. I care about what does it mean that he is telling these stories again. Yeah. As a as thematically, yeah. as a story, as a man. Yeah. And it's cool now to look back and be like, oh, like I guess they are sort of like, you know, quote it's, unquote timelines or whatever. It kind of delivers to the nerds and me. Yeah. It, it's, 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 I'm a nerd too. It's, yeah. I just think it's, it's done in a way that, that doesn't feel like nerdy like it could have it doesn't feel like pandering or dumb i didn't roll my eyes exactly it's, I it, just, well, also it's, it's one of the most beautiful visual yeah. things in the movie well, because i think what is it because it's not so much like treated as like a reveal no it's just like added stuff of this world yes like it, and, it's, and, it's not like a twist it's yeah. just like here's a thing and the construction of that scene i was already marking out over which, yeah yeah, but yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to yeah, when yeah, we yeah. get to the, the, the back ourselves. the end of the movie but yeah. you know they, again a lot of these things are well connected so we're jumping around yep it's just it's all very good the the intro section of all of this it's like an hour like i i paused it right around the time that they were switching into the the leaving oh, what are they they just call it like village three i think yeah, yeah. um which i i think i was like this is just final fan this is looking at the slums from final fantasy 7 which is you know because they're they're pulling from sort of similar visual aesthetics of emergency housing yeah um in japan uh but uh when they leave that which is you know shinji has his time alone, which I also thought about because when Anno uh, was like, people aren't understanding what I'm writing. I have to fix it because this has to be good enough. He disappears. He like 
he has some personal office that nobody's ever been to. Interesting. So he doesn't come into the, the studio Kara office when he's just, and he's just like shows up and he's like, here's the script. Yeah. Can I do one more of my little, like I was saying earlier about Please, the sort yeah, of like no. nuggets that just come through in dialogue? Yeah. There's, um, a, there's a ton. Yes. There, one of them in particular that I'm remembering now is that there's a moment we didn't talk about yet where um, Shinji's out with Kensuke and he's like, here you go. Like, I'm going to go do something else. You fish. And he's like, I can't. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't know how to do fishing. it. He's like, I can't. I don't know how to do it. And Kensa goes, try it, then talk. Yeah. And I was like, he just called my ass out so hard. Because uh-huh. I'm always the guy's like, I don't know how to do that. I'm not touching it. And like, yeah. he's just like, well, try, try, it. try it first, and then you can fucking yeah. say you don't and, know how to do and it. Like, it basically immediately cuts to being like, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, like, because we'll he, he fails. They tell him, yeah. like, he's like, oh, he didn't get any his fish. But their, their quota is only one fish a week, so it's no big deal. Like, they'll yeah. get it. Like, yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think, you know, it's, it's, I got the impression where Kensuke's just like, I'm here. Yep. I'll do it if I need to do it. Yeah. You're not letting anyone down. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, chip in. Yeah. Basically, but between the race team we already mentioned and this thing with Kensuke, you're beginning to see Shinji. It's basically like the little baby elephant and Tarzan's like, it looks kind of <laughs> questionable to me. And he's putting his feet in the water. Uh-huh. But, but he's like learning like, oh, it might be okay to get out here again. And these other mm-hmm. characters are helping him do so. Yeah. And that's the point in, we're in building towards that, when we hit like uh, when yeah. we're about to leave and. Yeah, because yeah. uh, when he's out there at the the old Nerve headquarters is the the like spot looking out of the water that he keeps going to. Yeah, uh, you know, Kinsuke and Toji will be talking about him in the town, and Toji be like, "Should we be more heavy handed with like, should we drag him back here and take care of him?" And Kinsuke's like, "No, he needs to. He needs to alone time. He needs to if he that's what he needs, we'll give it to him." You know, and they're checking on him every now and then. That's I think before that uh, Kinsuke starts driving him around. Um, cause it's when he comes back on his own after they don't say how many times or how long it's been. There's a great shot of like Ray standing behind him and just like the shadows changing as the, the, the sun moves, mm-hmm. which I was just like, Twilight New Moon does that. <laughs> Twilight New Moon has a shot that just circles around Bella in a chair. It's just like seasons pass out the window. Like it goes from like summer to fall to winter, yeah. which is a gorgeous scene yeah. in that movie. That reminds um, me of a very different tone, but there's another, there's a great shot in this movie where Ray is looking at this baby and talking about how cute it is and they very intentionally frame it. So you don't even, I didn't even notice it at first, but eventually mm-hmm. they linger long enough that your eye kind of moves. You're like, oh shit, Shinji's sulking in the corner in the background. Shinji's like, in the background of a lot of these shots. Yes, yeah. And it's just like a great juxtaposition between mm-hmm. like someone who's sort of like there's there's so many just interesting shots from like why and it's, and it's uh, I, I because i watched the documentary i know the answer to this question where i'm like why do you think to do it this way yeah and i think you know i've, I've always thought watching evangelion uh especially you know for the podcast with you more so than i thought as a teen but but just sort of this idea of ano is just really great at seeing shapes and things yeah uh, you know he he really cares about like city scenery and just kind of like this the silhouettes that come with it uh 2.0 has that gorgeous sequence of just the city waking up yep um which is breathtaking every time i see it but he does that too with just like people yep. now and and that's what this movie has i think especially where it's like people are talking but like the camera will be from like inside shinji's arm as he's sulking at, at like and like it'll like make a window yeah with like his because he'll be sulked up on his uh you know in fetal position basically but like his knee and arm will like make a window for the rest of the scene yeah which is great and i know the answer because i'm watched him in the editing being like another director would do this so i think it's boring yeah so he just keeps circling every way he could look at the scene i was nerding out there was like a really fascinating blocking choice at one point where ray is talking to oscar we're at kind of like like we're looking down on the scene and ray is sort of like like behind a wall kind of like like she's facing like where there's a wall where he can't see 
and like i don't know if it's supposed to be this way but i thought mm. asuka was behind the wall and then the scene goes on and on of oh shit there she is she's lying on her bed like and ray and her are not looking at each other she's mm -hmm. looking at the ceiling and ray's kind of looking past this like dividing wall and it's just really interesting because like you yeah. assume that she's looking right where asuka is but she's not asuka's mm -hmm. actually elsewhere in the shot and you can find them and see that they're not like they're communicating but they're not like looking at each other and like there's a lot of great shots so like asuka just sort of like in bed either playing with that doll of her or mm -hmm. or playing the game or whatever else but just yeah. sort of like disconnected from everybody but yeah yeah no there's there is so much of that every decision feels uh that effective like yeah. we, we could we could go on about just about anything yeah. in it i know the next time i watch it i'll probably pay a little bit more attention to the book that the children's book that ray reads oh okay I, cause did, did you, you i was watching that yes because i i didn't because i'm just like thinking now like i bet that also whatever the book is about ties back it in is because it's about um a person befriending a porcupine Oh Which fucking the, hedgehog's dilemma! The, the, God damn it! The, the hedge, it's the hedgehog's dilemma, and it very particularly, it's the exact position that Ray is in at that point in the story, where she is trying to befriend Shinji, and mm -hmm. it's not working because he's a fucking porcupine. And more to that point, this is one of the things I was talking about, where it's like you take any piece of this, and it's like um, thematically relevant, whatever. Mm -hmm. The one thing I, I noticed it right away when Shinji first wakes up in the town the dog that's there and they're like hey the dog's not supposed to be in there the dog is wearing one of those protective cone things that they that oh, they wear yeah, and i was like barrier between the dog <laughs> yeah, and other people and everything. then and then no fucking shit when shinji like comes out of his like depressive thing and is ready to rejoin they society take it off. the dog is is that doesn't have the cone oh, anymore that's brilliant. and i was like look at it it's right there like look like yeah, yeah. um no oh, yeah, the, it's, yeah it's so good yeah there, there's there's a million things like that that yeah. are that are great oh god yeah and and we really could probably just talk at length about all of them but eventually we should move on to the <laughs> yes, second yeah, okay the, we'll move yeah the we'll rest of the movie now, but yes. yeah no uh ev everything feels that way and the all the scenery is gorgeous yep. of, of these places it was kind of funny they do like a fucking like in my head i was calling it like a dreamworks scene <laughs> where they're doing like a montage and i think it was just because the song was in english that it made it feel that way yeah there's like a very sort of like uh, it honestly not in a disparaging way but it just kind of made me laugh to myself it felt like something that'd be in shrek you're sort of watching mm. the new status quo of these characters in this little town while a, a, a voice in English sings to you about, you know, the general feeling that's supposed to be happening. But anyway. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I wonder if the montage came out of streamlining the exposition in the rewrites, but um, I don't care too much. It was great. I liked it. I see a lot of Ray. A lot of, a lot of interesting focus on Ray. No, notably, what uh, a big catalyst for, for pushing this story forward is that Ray uh the these ray replicants or whatever that's a kingdom hearts word really but um these these rays um cannot stay outside of nerve they have to they, they basically finally explain why she goes back in the tube all the time mm -hmm. in in the show in the movies uh which is just i guess keep her from falling from her body from falling apart because she's not like a real person um and uh so she 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 yeah, essentially dies she yeah, kind of pops she's, into she's, lcl she's talking to to shinji and um god i really wish i could remember what her lines of dialogue are because they're really good but she's mm -hmm. i remember her her note that she leaves uh the class rep toji's wife it's yeah. just like the four the four main things she taught her yes, so it was just like, like, it was, it was it was like, like good morning good, good night thank you goodbye yes yeah um and she's saying it's like similar to that where she's sort of like imparting the things that she's picked up from this experience to mm -hmm. shinji as she's like takes two steps back delivers a line takes two steps back delivers a line and in the last two steps in line her fucking head explodes and yeah she, yeah which is which was like very alarming for me just because the movie had really lulled me into this you know serene setting for for so long i'd kind of been like oh yeah no this is still ava 
People's mm-hmm. heads are still going to explode into LCL, I guess. Yes, yeah. But, you know, it's been like 40 minutes now of this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's ultimately, I think, why, you know, Shinji makes his decision to leave. He's he's kind of gotten a little bit better by this point anyway. Yeah. Um, and started doing the stuff with Kensuke, uh, Kaji, uh, Ryoji Kaji the second. All, you know. And he even smiles in the photo. Yeah, he's, yeah. they later show, they, they take a photo together and he smiles in it. And no teeth, but a smile. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, relatable. <laughs> uh, eventually, you know, the the Wonder, the big airship uh, that Masato's on, comes down and to, to bring them supplies, and a lot of people from the town are going back up in it because they're going on their final mission. Yeah. Everyone seems to, to know, so Asuka's going as well. And Mari's Shin- there. Yeah, and, and Shinji's like, I want to go. And, you know, I don't know what he thinks he's going to do at this point, um, but that's where he wants to be. And Asuka's like, okay, and then, like, shoots him with a taser because they have to drag him unconscious ultimately they put him in a cage so he can't be used to activate and there's a, there's an important scene before that where asuka is like since it's the end i'll ask did you ever figure out because there's, oh, there's a great scene earlier where she's like i think it's while she's choking him with the food she's like did you ever even bother to think of why i slugged you and that must be referring to something in three i didn't remember exactly but she must have punched him at some point in three or two or whatever i know she punches the glass between them in three okay well either way she's she's referring to some scene where she punched him or did mm-hmm. whatever and she's saying like did you even bother to take the time to figure out why i did that and at the time he doesn't answer then in this scene she goes because- it, it must be three based on what the answer to yeah, the question is exactly yeah so she's like um because it's the end i'll ask did you ever figure that out and he goes yes i did like i it was because i couldn't make a decision uh i didn't help you and i didn't kill you I just, I just did nothing. You didn't take responsibility. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I didn't accept responsibility, which is a phrase he heard from Toji or Kensuke earlier in the movie. So again, he's picking mm-hmm. up on these things with these other people. Adults. Yes. And then, and then she literally. This like, is the first time I think he's been around adults that he can get like good yes, growth yeah. from. And it's funny because they're his fucking classmates that like they were. Screw past him. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and then Asuka says like, oh, like you were right. You did grow. Like mm-hmm. she acknowledges his growth, yeah, and then she says, like, again, she repeats the line, it's so good. Just like in like, the screenwriting, she's like, Oh, fuck yeah, it's so good. But she's like, Because it's the end, I'll tell you. And she's like, I had a crush on you back. She references some scene, like back when they're like living, uh, and she's she's like, She says the food that he cooked was tasty, yes, from yeah, 2.0, yeah, which is a, which is you know, again, for him, not that long ago for her, 14, yeah, like, I think they say 16 years, yeah. actually, have passed and, now, and, since she, and she's like, Yeah, like, be, uh, I'll tell you, like, I had a crush on you back then, I think I liked you back then, mm-hmm. which is important because later that gets, um, he, yeah, he, him, he but... responds to it uh, at the end of the movie, yeah, yeah, is there, there's something else, I think maybe it's just the, the food and then. That she had a crush and then she leaves. Mari's in that scene too, doing whatever it is Mari does. Uh, she says, "Guess who?" Which is actually yeah, also yes, later yes, reference. Yes, yes, a lot okay, of fucking. She, yes. re- so she puts her things. hands over Shinji's eyes. And she's like, "Guess who?" And he's like, "I don't know." And she's like, uh, "It's a gorgeous gal with big boobs." Yeah, uh, I parachuted onto the roof once. Yeah, yeah. And that's like the only time they've met, and he's and he's just like, "Oh, yeah." And then she says her name, which he had never gotten before. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's like, "Oh, there's another Ava pilot." Yeah. Because I just yeah, I, I guess. They interacted a little bit in 2.0 because she's in like the final fight scenes yeah. in the robots. But yeah, no, they reference that exact exchange between the two of them. Uh, the very end. Of the God, movie. I can't wait to talk more about Mari. Mari is great. Oh, so much Mari's in this so movie. Good. Just, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so, so basically, they they are learning that. Was there any other? Th- there's a lot of exposition with Wile or Vile. Yes, and and Willie. so the so basically, what the point of that is is like. It's similar, it's very similar to what I was listening to us talk about with three, where it's like, um, 
nerve is like making a move like so we have to go like meet them and try to stop yeah. them from doing this instrumentality shit yeah they they basically explain like where willie came from it was like it was it was defecting from nerve kaji and a lot of the new faces here we'd never seen i think they maybe they directly were from the euro unit and that's why they're all new faces that are not japanese because it's a little bit more of a diverse group it, you know kaji obviously died in two yeah they, like a lot of the stuff they have was just kind of like stolen from from nerve they yeah. just like knew a lot about their plans they were making these ships we find out later in the movie they were making four and that kaji stole one of them uh to kneecap their plans and also they use it uh, we already talked about the melon zone i can't think about anything else really before they start talking about like them going to stop nerve which is the rest of the movie yes yeah and, and there's a lot of that type of stuff that this is where we get into like I couldn't really explain it, but I didn't have the problem I did in three where I was like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. This mm-hmm. sucks. It was like, I can't, I can't exactly tell you what this is, but I know enough that I can stay engaged. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, other, yeah, there's they, a couple they moments. do a good job of like, and some people might look at this and be like, think they did too much of it. I think they really needed it after the last movie there. They did. They do a lot of checking in with their objective of like, Oh shit! Like this, if this happens, they this will be bad. Lot, we yeah. need to do this before this happens, or mm-hmm. else whatever. It's so like, got it. I know. Okay, Genda's trying to uh, cause the fourth impact to make instrumentality mm-hmm. happen. They're trying to stop it, and they're they keep checking in, and telling me this is how that's going. Yeah, this is the it, stage it, of that. That it reminded like, me of Gurren Logan, where it was almost funny. The extent to which they're just being like, now the objective is this. Yeah, as they do it. And I then appreciated it. Five cause, minutes cause later, so much, I never disliked it because and I think what, I would have been okay with less. I think what helps it is that there's so much other shit that's happening that isn't explained that it both is, I think, necessary I to check in with the objective stuff. And also, if you're mad about them over-explaining that, there's still plenty for you to wonder about because By I the... don't fucking know what, like, half the shit they were fighting was. Like, they were, like, there were, like, a million, like, floating around little, like, white Avas and stuff. And I was oh, like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is. Like, I don't know what's yeah. going on with that. I and like, there was a lot of Avas floating around in the debris of 3.0 mm-hmm. at the end of it. And, and as there's just a bunch of shit in the fucking air. Yeah. And I think just Nerve had made a bunch of them because they're, they end up being like weird headless zombies that wander around. Oh, that's what we didn't talk about. Yeah. When they're, when, when they're in the little the town, first half of the movie, they're like, yeah, there's this big shield we made that like keeps stuff like that out. But there's this thing called wanderers that are just like basically fucking Ava zombies, headless Ava that like crawl out of the ground and walk around. It's really, it's really kind of cool. But yeah. So this is where we started to get into like very Evangelion shit. We're like, oh, big yeah. fucking robots and creatures. And you don't really know exactly what they are or what's happening. But again, they, they 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 keep you they keep you, know you with who's it. Good, who's bad? Exactly, and you and you know what everyone's objective mm-hmm. is and what they what yeah. they want. You know their motivation. It's yeah. the, like yeah, yeah. Which I I think again, you know, I like three. This obviously I think does it better. <laughs> so yeah, um, there's there's not a lot of question there. Yeah, uh, there's there's a big basically you know they're going to the the location of the second impact. Yeah, to stop the final impact which gets like three names by the end of this yeah. multiple they basically realize oh they're not doing this they're doing this oh wait no they're doing this i guess they're doing this we should have to do as we as we, yeah, as we said before they do a cool like last jedi almost homage thing did you think about that too with they're which like part? they're like flying their ships along this like white surface oh, and it's leaving the red it's very similar to the uh, salt yeah. planet in last jedi and it's funny i didn't think about that i just thought about um ano's uh, fascination with train tracks yeah and like just you know which that definitely comes back in in this movie we forgot to talk about them fucking 
Shinji go, walks through a tunnel at one point, which I, I it, not really relevant to talk about beyond I think it's a beautiful shot. Yeah. That just like, I think is relevant to a lot of just like things he's going through. Like yeah. He, in one and in one out the other. He crosses it. Yeah. Um, and it looks great. But yeah, a lot of train tracks in this movie, which yeah. he's, he's always been obsessed with. Yep. Uh, a big part of, of ritual is, yes. is train tracks. Uh, I when I was rewatching the stuff in the past week, we talked a lot about like how Anno loves barriers in the middle of his frames, like mm-hmm. doorways or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the doorway in uh, Masato's house, I realized, has two lines running down the middle of it, like a railroad. That's track. funny. Yeah. I imagine the elevators probably do too, yeah. if I were to pay attention. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like they're everywhere. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking about when they're skimming the gotcha. surface. But you're right. It is. It's yeah. Last shot. And and unless there's specifics that I'm leaving out, I'll just say that like the scene is really cool because the as they're skimming across this white surface, it starts to break away and like you realize that there's like mm-hmm. basically just like a big fucking fuck off hole that like below it yes. and like where yeah where the impact happened yeah and we haven't brought it up yet but we've seen Gendo and Futsuki at this point and Gendo has like a weird oh, yeah. like cyclops visor uh yeah he has it in 3 but it's not as noteworthy yeah so they like the order of this is going to be really hard because a lot happens and like uh, it is basically just a big like climactic thing for like a long time. There's like, a lot of fights and yeah. then there's a lot of uh, weird shit. At one point they're falling down the tunnel and I couldn't wait to make this joke, but they're they're essentially fighting in the place that Porky Pig says, that's all folks. It's like a bunch of like like dark red rings. look like though. And they're like, they're like, they're all falling through that. Like Clockwise just paused the episode to make that. Um, Mari and Asuka are doing really cool, um, like, Ava fighting during this. Yes. Uh, Ava's, yes. Er, uh, Asuka's new Ava, I don't know if this reference will land for you, but someone out there will know what I'm talking about. It, you, you mentioned that they, they made it have a new look for Unit 02. They, it's like rebuilt out of scrap they found in Paris. It actually, the, from the back, looks a lot like Lena's Zoid, the D-Bison. If no. you if you're familiar with I'm that, I'm familiar at all. with Zoids, but I couldn't tell you a name in it. Yeah, it's it's a similar color scheme and a similar shitload of like cannons like sticking That's out of cool. it. Like yeah, I yeah I played a little bit of a I don't know if it was it must have been last year I think I was playing Super Robot Wars because uh uh past past guest Blake uh w- was telling me about this game and I, I was playing a little bit of that so I've seen a lot of classic robot designs yeah. that I can't exactly place because I haven't seen the show. Um, although I am going to watch um, some classic Gundam soon. Yeah. Uh, also because of Blake. Uh, the other thing I was thinking about with, I mentioned it early in, in this podcast, uh, Space Battleship Yamato. Um, which, yeah, what was that? Um, it's it's a classic anime. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I'm talking a little bit out of my ass, and I apologize for any listeners who uh, love Spaceship Yamato. But uh, in those documentaries, Ano talks about really loving it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wouldn't really say I've seen anything that feels like that in uh the you know evangelion so far because it's always just really been robots yeah and then this movie has a ton of battleships yeah in it. and i was like why didn't i ever think about the stuff he does with this airship wonder as exactly that yeah like that's him doing something he hasn't done yet which is like making big ship fights the ship was really cool i lo- it's it does some stuff in three that i like but it does so much more in this movie and, and it and, fights the nerve ship and now that which we- is and the, the music blaring is is oh like, yeah, and they play the oh yeah, it's so fucking good. They play like a, a, a yet another new version of the fucking classic Evangelion like battle song. Yeah, like, they do that. Yeah, um, yeah. There's like uh, a lot of great music in this fucking movie. Yeah, the music's fantastic. Um, but yeah, they have the they have the dog fight basically through like everything's red, 
but like they're not even they're like flying through debris or like corpses or some shit um and then like another ship comes in their fucking pincer movement you said temporal pincer movement <laughs> um as they're fighting these things off uh Masato uses one as a shield for the other yeah i think Fuzuki's piloting one of them, even though they later say he's not supposed to be unmanned. Yeah. Uh, so he, he doesn't go well for him in the end. But yeah, that's that that fight's great. And then is when they have to drop the Avas to fight all the the other Avas, yeah. all the all the ones that Gendo has, I guess. Um, which look distinct. They like skull heads. Yeah. Um, this movie uses. I mean, I knew it used a lot of CG three and two and three. I mean, they all all the rebuilds have used CG. Um, and gotten progressively better at it. Mm -hmm. There's a couple shots in this movie where I'm like, they're fine. There's like a handful of wide shots where it looks kind of low rent. But for the most part, I'm really on board yeah, with all, the, all of it in this movie. Yeah. Um, there's like one fight scene that I can think of where it's like watching it. I was just like, okay, fine. But then it didn't last long. And what followed was some of the best shit that ever happened. Yeah. Um, that fight in particular is going to be fun to talk about. But, um, uh yeah so the, the dog fight the ava free fall of uh, the the free fall fight is just fucking phenomenal yeah and i think that this is the first thing that happens after that is like asuka is like struggling with fighting something and she fucking takes her eye patch off she she is trying to to oh G yes, yes gendo yes. is trying to to get his impact he's trying to reactivate unit 13 which was in 3.0 yes it was the the dual Shinji and Kaworu and it has the two spears in its chest. Yeah. But Gendo needs to reactivate that to basically pick up where it left off. So, and Asuka has something to stab in its chest that will make it not happen. Yeah. But she can't do it because an AT field shows up. She's like, it shouldn't have one. She realizes it's O2's AT field because it's scared of it. It's a yeah. response. Like, I don't want to do this. It's awesome. And yeah. then Asuka's like, okay, well, guess what I have, fucker and uh go, go you were gonna say go yeah on. she takes her eye patch off and she basically digs into her own eyeball yeah. and pulls out like a fucking tube and then like which we've seen a couple of i don't remember what they call them but uh it's something that uh wile has made yeah and it, it's like allowing her to use angel power that's what yeah. Mar that's how mare refers Wait, to well, it like, yeah it's they uh, and the collar reacts to blood pattern type blue or whatever. And they're like, Oh, the ninth angel has appeared. And I'm just like, these kids are angels too. Okay. Like, yeah, I forgot about that. Is that what they're implying that? Like, yes. I think that cause they could call her the ninth angel. Interesting. Cause I mean, we've skipped so much time well, that we jumped that to 13. Well, hold on though. But is that, is that only because she uses whatever was in her eye that it recognized her as angel or was she just an angel? The whole, I don't know. Like, they don't really say. And that's the thing that I like is that it's like, there's some, some vagueness of it yeah, too. Cause because I think the, the, the other big thing in this movie that, I th is actually, I think, said in the first hour, and we might have just glossed over because I've gestured to it five times, is that different from the original show and the way that they explain it. But Asuka, like Rey, was made multiple times. Now that I didn't, if they mentioned it early on, I didn't catch it. I didn't notice until we were at about this point in the movie. She, when she says that Rey is like, Rey was like, you're made to always like Shinji. She, sa oh. she says like, and I'm made to be the way I am. And I was like, and that's why, you know, because she's talking about how, like, she can't not be a uh, bratty teenager, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because, um, yeah, it's, it's like a they, somewhere they around this point more that and they, more, and they, they show they do the her in shit. tubes like Ray, and it's like, oh, fuck, she's also yeah. fucking, like, grown in a lab, whatever, which is yeah. really fascinating, because at that point, then you start to wonder, to what purpose? Because Ray, you sort of, like, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't I can take tell you, very... I can tell you the lore purpose. 
Go ahead. Uh, which is, I don't know if that's what you were getting well, at. First, I was just going to say, like, it doesn't take very long in the show and otherwise for you to realize, like, what the purpose of the Ray clones are. Yes. But Asuka, because it's not... In, it's straight up not I, in, the case in, in the show because no. she has a mom and shit. I, I, like, I, I, would basically, yeah, I would basically say, no, she's not a... I'm sure up until this movie and maybe some... Like, well, not in three. But with one and two, there's, like, occasionally things where, where like, they say something blatantly that Nervous trying to do. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I guess you could use that to recontextualize some of the stuff they're vague about in the show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, the further the rebuilds go, the less and less that becomes relevant anyway. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some people get into the... the time restart shit or whatever it, none, none, none of that really matters like you know the show did its thing this yeah. is doing a different thing yeah. and they're and they're distinct um with, with similar pieces um and if you wanted to you could read it that like asuka like had those memories and thought she had a mom but then at some point discovered that she well, was yeah. like lab grown in the show and they never really i don't think they ever blatantly say it out loud in the show so much as imply uh, that her mom is in her robot in the show, and that's why she can pilot it the way Shinji can pilot uh, his. Right. And then I don't remember exactly if they put it, a number on why Ray can do what she is, other than being a made, in a, made in a UE, maybe. Ma- yeah, like... yeah, ma- a clone of her or made out of LCL or whatever. Sure, they do. whatever. Yeah. Um, also, Lilith ends up looking like her, but I, that's probably more uh, Gendo's fault. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. This movie does it differently, and then she ends up being an angel, and I'm like. Very interesting on its own. Yeah. So, um, what was the lore reason of her that uh, you were going to say? They basically say that, like, um, I don't know why she comes, becomes an angel, but I, the why she's made in the, in the tubes, yeah. like Ray, is that they basically say that Ray and Asuka were both made this way. Be, like, they they say like children destined by fate throughout these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why Shinji has to pilot the robot, which is distinct from the show. I don't think they ever say that in the, uh, in the show. Which I guess also gives credence to beat a time loop or just like these are stories that happen over and over again. Yeah. It's um, interesting because they don't say it, but they kind of make, they always had that feel by referring to him as the third child. Yeah. It feels very predestined sort of fate. Well, yeah. Like, they, yeah. Every now and then they'll be like, yeah, Seal has a plan. They've had it for this long time. It's in the Dead Sea Scrolls. They ultimately say that Asuka has made the same like Ray because it was just like, it was just in the scrolls, basically. Like they just had to make okay. her for that robot. Interesting. Um, but I don't know what, how that connects to her being an angel unless I blinked and missed something. Or maybe they don't tell us. I don't care. Right, yeah. I don't care too much. I don't care, yeah. But uh, yeah, if she pulls some shit out of her eye and turns into the ninth angel. It's fucking crazy. And it looks fucking incredible. Um, and she uses her AT field to destroy the AT field of her own robot that she is, like, I think still currently piloting. Yeah. As this, like, fucking energy Ava appears above her that looks like when Shinji what does he do he regrows the arm back of unit 2 and mm-hmm. 2.0 I don't know if he's like because he's like special as a trigger for the the end of everything too I don't know if he's like an angel I'm like are are all the kids angels too because he just skips so many numbers in between 3 and in between 2 and 3 uh, 2.0 and 3.0 yeah uh, because they're just like oh Kawara was the first angel but also he ends up being the 13th obviously the show has way more angels yeah which that is also interesting too this is like very like dumb analysis where mm. I'm just like oh here's things that correspond but like in this movie I was kind of like oh interesting like you know Kawaru I mean I still don't fucking understand what it means like of just like he's the first and the 13th but the fact that Eva 01 is obviously extremely relevant and then this one it's like unit 13 is the one that they need to whatever I was like oh okay yeah. one in 13 one in 13 like yeah. I, something's happening I there I love Kingdom Hearts I don't know if I, yeah exactly I don't know if I could actually like verbalize what it is but like something's there's happening lot, there's there there's a lot like, of just really interesting mirrors in this movie yeah which uh, is, is interesting to begin with because it's a remake of something else yeah 
you could you could break it down to the visual level of the fucking railroad tracks just being like two lines. Yeah. Uh, two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, parallel, but the, the, what's the line but, from Ritual? Parallel, but never intersecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is like, a, there's so much fucking railroad shit in that movie. Mm-hmm. I would love to do an episode on it if it ever comes legally available. Yeah. I swear to God. Um, I, I want Criterion to do the fucking, because they do, sometimes they do like sets of like three by a director, and I'm like, Anno made three live action movies. I don't know if you want Cutie Honey in the fucking collection. I imagine the rights to all three of the movies he made are ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I want them to mm. be available for people yeah. to see, not just uh, so I can podcast about them, just because I want people to see them. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, the angel thing kind of works. Not for long, though. It's very quickly squashed because um, before she, like, she breaks the AT field, but before she can stab it, it activates on its own anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think they end up saying because it has two entry plugs, like one of them yes, is inactive. that's what she says, one. yeah. And I guess, I don't know if it's because Corey's in there. Oh, interesting. I or like his, his body or whatever, because sure. he's in, once instrumentality happens, he's in there. You know, they interact with him. Kaji's in there too for some reason, which I guess he flew into instrumentality to end it. Like, I get it. I just don't, they don't tell us the details and I don't really need them. But I was surprised when I saw his face. Um, and, uh, you know, the original Ray is in there as well after mm-hmm. being Shinji saves her, but she becomes trapped in the core of unit one is what they end up explaining it as. Um, and I love what they do with that when she shows up uh, in the end, but that basically happens to Asuka here or, or well, no, that, that is what happens to Asuka. I'm wondering if that's what happened to Koryu. Um, if he just kind of got like into the LCL goop, uh, of Ava 13 and that's why it can activate. I have no idea. Still, yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. too much, but it activates and uh, kind of rocks Asuka's shit. Yeah, she gets kind of pulled into the the instrumentality of it all. I don't know exactly how to describe it in plot details. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like the physicality of it, but like she basically gets killed, right? Like they basically she, kill her. Like, yeah, well, she yeah she gets like. Uh, Does the Ava like bite the fucking uh, eventually, plug that she's in? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, eventually, yeah uh, the. Unit 13 bites the entry plug. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Ray and Asuka are both made to be triggers for this impact or whatever is what they end up saying. And um, yeah, it involves both of them as sacrifices. Uh, there's, I, I'm assuming Ray being in unit one is one. And then Asuka ends up being in 13 is what happens in the end. Cause I'm just like, well, yeah, Ray is in there. Cause it's like, where's Ray? Oh, Ray's in there. They set that up a while ago. Ray's been in there for two movies. Just hanging out. Um, I wasn't even aware of any of that, but like it makes sense. It makes enough sense. Like, I all right, like, yeah, sure. Because 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 uh, that's the thing with like a lot of his stuff in three Shinji. I mean, he's just like, I saved Ray. Where oh, is she? Right, right, and then right. The Ray that's in front of him is not her. Yeah, she pops like a balloon an hour into this movie, and yeah. I'm like, is he gonna save the original one? Where does this end? I see. I don't feel like this is the ending for Ray. Yeah, as a concept or a character. Yeah. Um, and then when Asa got, got sucked into the goop as well as the other trigger, I was just like, okay, so I, I guess he's going to pull both of them out probably by the end of this movie. Um, which, uh, kinda. Yeah. Essentially. Well, well, yeah, we'll get kinda. there. Um, something happens. Uh, but they're, they're both saved. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was, I was very consciously thinking about like where Ray was and that she was in unit 01 and unit 01 was inside of the wonder and you don't see it at all in fucking 3.0 it's just in there mm-hmm. and then gendo ends up taking it back when he does his plan here yeah um, so which i guess 
should we just get to Gendo? I was yeah, I was gonna say so he they end up in this like I don't even know, it's like a weird space. They're kind of on like platforms and it's like Misato and Gendo are facing off and they're interacting and I was like, Oh fuck, this feels huge. Like these two mm-hmm. like facing off after all this time and shit. Yeah. And then um Ritsuko shows up as well, which And immediately shoots him in the head. Which is great because like I feel like she shot him in the show too at some point, or like tried to. I know in end of Ava she tries to like detonate something and can't. And that's, like, a tragic moment, so it's kind of nice seeing her just show up and shoot him twice. Yeah, so it dents the visor the first time, and he's like, oh, shooting first, huh? And then she's like, yeah, because, like, I forget the exchange. I think she's, but... like, learned it from you or something. Yeah, something like that. And then she fucking shoots him again. Blast and, off. And, yeah, and just fucking, like, brain splatter and shit. Mm. And then the most metal thing I've ever seen, Gendo's hand reaches out, starts scooping up his brains and putting them back in the Great back of his shots, head. Yeah. It's so fucking good. And then it reveals that he just doesn't have eyes. There's, like, a hole in the he's, front of his he's face. Like, yeah, he, he's just, like, a big fucking like again it looks kind of like cyclops kind of like a red just yeah. like whatever like light coming out of it and he's just like gods have no need for i don't think he literally says like god have no need for brains but it's basically what he's getting at it's like you can shoot me all you want i'm he's basically a god it. now he's yeah. above it yeah. yeah and they uh i forgot that fucking the key of nebuchadnezzar is in 2.0 yes, they reference that in this it yeah. is which replaces adam notably which in the show he you know got kaji brings him adam he ends up putting adam in his hand which he uses to trigger the impact with Rey in End of Evangelion. Uh, and then in this, he used the knee of Nebuchadnezzar to throw away his humanity or whatever. It's the Some fuck, shit. Again. the mask in it's, Jojo. It's the thing where, I, like... I, what's, the t- what's the fucking quote from... It's like, I throw away my humanity, Jojo, or something. Um, I can't remember it either, but yes, yeah. Again, basically. this is the sort of thing where it's like, it's there for you to dig into if you're a lore person, but if you're not, it's not holding you back at this point. I was. They say, like, you did yeah. this with the key of Nebuchadnezzar, and I'm like, all right works for me let's yeah. keep going and see where it goes it, it, was it, funny, it, it doesn't that hurt was, anything yeah, like yeah. yeah that's the thing where i was like i forgot about that but i know <laughs> i do it i remembered it once they said it yeah um i wonder i how, did not it's like a 30 second shot in 2.0 no i didn't remember it at all how would anybody yeah i watch if i didn't watch it wednesday night i don't know if i would have yeah but uh i did because i remember being like oh yeah that's what's fucking here because i remember being like what is kaji bringing him yeah because uh, I remembered it from the show. Which is funny, because we didn't mention it at all, but there is, like, a three-minute warp speed recap of the uh, previous movies at the oh, very yeah. opening of this. But. Uh, yeah, I wonder if the... Probably not the Kiana, because it's probably it's not. not in that. Um, but, yeah, there's, like... I remember checking the time. It was, like, three minutes, 47 yep. seconds. Yep. Was, exactly, I, yeah. Because uh, it was going on for a while, and I was like, this is still the first movie. Are they going to do all of them? And then yeah. they do. Yeah, um, Which is interesting. It would be... Mo- it's interesting to me, because they ended up putting all of them on Prime... That they still ended up including the full recap, but it's just I, been I like, so long. They're a probably lot of like, people I think... are skipping to four anyway. I yeah, imagine, yeah. Which I guess you did. It's but. funny because, like, well, I'll on a recap. I wouldn't people ever who, go well, like well, right pe- from the nothing to four, but yeah. Well, we, well I'm, I'm saying like people who have been waiting because yes. for nearly a decade yeah. since three came out. That's what's kind of funny about the recap is it's like it's pretty much only good for people that have watched the movies already because it doesn't really like it's. It's a lot, but it's not enough for yeah. you to understand anything. No, no, God, no. Like, no. It's just the broadest it's, it's, strokes it's, it's of, like, here's what happens. It's just people who haven't yeah. seen him in a while. Yeah, exactly. Um, and are like, where did we leave off? Yes. How did we get here? Yeah. Um, and, uh, sir, it, it, fine. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it does exactly what it needs to do. Yeah. Um, it's very funny seeing the aspect ratio change in, <laughs> in between them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, Gendo has his fucking laser eye now. And he's, yeah, he's throwing away his humanity. He basically explains his plan, which I think we've more or less talked about they basically like Oscar it's the and same Ray are thing triggers. right of just like yeah he's gonna make instrumentality happen and yeah erase the boundaries between everybody and yeah um because he has one thing he wants it's surprise it's still ua yeah 
yeah, I, there's probably some other details that come up. Oh, the fourth ship sh- shows up, and then they end up taking over the Wily ship, which, I mean, technically matters. A lot of people die. Yeah, uh, Gendo refers to them as the horsemen, which I thought was cool. Yeah. He talks a lot about the Dead Sea Scrolls, which I did not retain. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah I don't but, know. Um, Looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, basically he's like, yeah, I'm going to take back unit 01 and he has 13 and the two of them are going to go down into, uh, they start saying the gates of hell at one point, just a big fucking hole in the earth, which they say at one point, Risico pulls out a fucking monitor and is like, yeah, past that point is just anti-reality or something. Anti-universe. What? The anti-universe, yes, yes, which yeah. they can't go down. And, and uh, uh, I guess Ava's can is what they say, because... Mari and uh, Shinji go. Does Mari go to there too? Mari goes, yeah. Okay, okay. Because I know that she's still involved, but I didn't, I guess I didn't remember. Mari, her Mari, Mari takes uh, Shinji down there and then he has to, he goes and takes Unit 1 back, basically. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, um, yeah, no, Mari can go in there, so I guess it's just the Ava's can. Before I, we they get say in... why. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what it is now. I think this is about the point that we can talk about an important Mari scene where she. She infiltrates the ship that Fuyutsuki's on. Oh, yeah. What does she do? Oh, dude. It's it's like, so... Because he says some shit. Like, he got some stuff for her, and then he pops, like, a balloon as well because he wasn't supposed to... The ship was not made for humans, basically. Yeah. He, uh, so he turns well, back to LCL. The whole but they, scene, talk, they talk about uh, his wish being the same as Gendo's. They talk about a lot of really important shit. Yeah, so he... Which we knew. He's We've talk- been new. Yeah. People think that fucking Shinji's not Gendo's kid sometimes. That's because- interesting, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like Fuyutsuki, like the whole, this whole combat scene, he's like, ah, oh, like, uh, Masato, like so reckless. And then it's funny. Cause like when, um, Mari finds him in here, she's like, this ship like is like not whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm being reckless. Like, mm-hmm. it's funny. Like the, the word he's describing to other yeah. people is like, I'm yeah. doing it too. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We, we love, uh, it's like poetry rhymes. Yep. He has, and he has the same, he has the same dreams. So that's why he's making it happen. Mm-hmm. Even if he doesn't necessarily approve yeah. of well, like, all of Gendo's shit. Cause Gendo wants to be the center of it. He wants, yes. he wants all of instrumentality to be built around him and yeah. his dream. And Mari's like, why are you helping him with, with his extremely selfish act? And he's like, and she's like, is it because you have the same dream? Yeah. I think she asks him, and he basically says yes. But yeah, he, and, and he, the, has a, he has the one picture of, of Yue now Yeah, Gendo had. No, no, he had it. I think he showed it to Shinji in 3.0. I think so. Because Shinji just gets to see one picture yeah. of him. Yeah, and then before he, he, he does explode into LCL, like you said, but before mm-hmm. that, there's something that really piqued my interest, which is that I, I'm blanking. There's a little bit more of this line that would provide extra context, mm-hmm. but he refers to Mari... By the name, a different name. Yeah. Mary Iscariot. Did you catch that? Because that is I caught the name, but the I last that is the last name of Judas in the Bible. Oh, and I spent I spent early quarantine becoming obsessed with uh, the Jesus Judas stuff because That's I cool. watched Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, and like I was like Judas did nothing wrong and blah blah blah. And, like uh-huh. I was a whole like whatever. Because, like, I, mean, I don't know. That's a, that's a right for another time of, like, how, like, Biblical it's just, narratives. like, he's, he's playing a part in a story that God is pushing forward. So how can anyone be mad at Judas? Because if he didn't do what he did, then Jesus can't die for our sins, blah, 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 whatever. Don't get I, me started on a fucking uh, master of masters putting an imposter in the book of prophecies <laughs> and yeah. shit. But anyway, so, like, Judas Iscariot is, like, whatever. And, like, so Mari's name is Mary, already biblical. And then yes. Judas's last name. So I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And, like, he also... Yeah, I, I wouldn't... I, I figured it was something, because I was like, oh, she has a different name. And yeah. Then it, 
very quickly moved and, on. And I really wish I could remember the the like exact part of the sentence he says before that, but it's basically like he, he says that he had something that she requested. Like, like he got things together there's for something, her. There's something but implying that like he knows Mari. Mari's like important. The, there's some tie yeah. that we don't understand that the movie never gives us because at this point it's like over. But, ultimately, like, Mari is the reason things go the way they do. Yeah, like, which Mari goes is just, to my like, take. Extremely important in ways that we had no always clue on the about. fringes. Like, always on yes. the fringes. Yeah, and so that was extremely fascinating, and that's part of why I love this because like yes, in some ways. They gave you some more explanation. They made things more mm. clear. But if you're an Evangelion fan and you love the crazy bat shit, what the fuck is happening mystery shit, they still give you plenty of questions oh, coming yeah. out of this. Yeah. Like the Asuka being in a tube, whatever the fuck Mary Iscariot is all about yeah. and their relationship. So like, I think it's it stays true to itself even while... It's Evangelion. Yeah. Like, it's never stopped being Evangelion. Yeah. So I really wanted to talk about that because that fucking yeah, really no, tricks my trigger. Like, I, would, I, I wouldn't have caught that. what that name was, but yeah. I'm glad you mentioned it. That's yeah, really cool. It's really cool. Um, I'm so excited to fucking watch this movie again. I know, me too. <laughs> um, but okay, so now we're getting into like the real meat of like the climax here the, because the, the, Gendo... The end of Ava stuff. Yes. So Gendo Which is, I'm glad it delivered on. That's what I was like wondering if it would. Yeah. Visually, mainly. He like walks into the mouth of Unit 13... Yes. Also, yeah, he can fly now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> they fly now? Yeah. <laughs> they fly now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, he gave away his humanity. I don't know. Um, yeah. He can do shit. Yeah. So he flies up Whatever. and goes in the mouth. And then I don't remember exactly. This is when Shinji shows up. Yes, but I don't remember exactly how. Because he... Does he like stand off with Gendo in human forms first? I feel like he doesn't. I feel like uh, I'm trying to remember. I think they might exchange a couple words before Gendo levitates up, but I don't think much. I can like, kind of see it in my head, but all I remember is like when they first confront each other in the suits. Mm-hmm. Gendo refers to him as ah the pilot of Unit O One has finally shown up, like very explicitly Woken not calling up, him yeah. by his name, like, which I, which I think maybe he said that before. He does, and he he does it a bunch of times in this movie where he only refers to him as whatever. Yeah. And I think he has in the previous movies yeah. too. I, I think just specifically the the pilot of Unit O One's pilot has woken up is a line he said in other movies. Okay, because um, it's I mean it's vague enough. It sounded yeah. familiar. Yeah, uh, I think I think they might exchange a couple lines before he levitates up. It doesn't matter. Yeah, either there it couldn't have been much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Gendo levitates up and then leaves, and then um, I mean, I obviously I knew Shinji was gonna get in a robot before this movie was over, even yeah. though. I, I mean, at this point in the movie, I don't feel like he shouldn't. That's kind of the thing about it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because the movie's that's why he's locked in the cage. The cage gets unlocked because Seal Nerve takes over the ship. And I guess he just wanders up. His eyes turn purple. I don't. I, oh, did they? I don't they even did. remember catching that. Yeah. Well, it so did. Um, it, it remind it. It happened around the time that Asuka's eyes changed. So I was just like wondering Maybe what that was about. Maybe it's the angel thing. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Yeah. I gotta. I don't know. I don't think they say directly what yeah. it means. But, but him um, getting in the robot feels extremely like the like, only option. Wh- well, yeah, and it's like, and it's like, it's the whole story of the thing is like he is like. Taking responsibility, he's actively seeking yeah. out what he needs to do, and he's not, like, yeah, it's, it's he, nobody else is forcing it on him. He like, is not the boy he was at the beginning of the movie, yeah. in which he, sh- you know, shouldn't have. Yeah, because that's the thing with three that's interesting is two is just like Kawar. He's like, I shouldn't get in the robot. They told me not to get in the robot. Kawar is like, look, I know, and your dad's telling you to get in this robot to to do this thing, but we're gonna do something different. We can fix everything. So Shinji's like, okay. I'll do what you're saying, Kaworu. You're very nice to me. Mm. You're the only person who's ever been nice to me. And then he gets in the robot, 
and he's gotten in his head that he can finally fix everything. And Korra's like, those lances don't look right. Let's slow down. And Shinji's like, wait, no, you said I could fix it. And he just keeps going. He doesn't stop to listen to Koru. So that's kind of why 3.0 fucking is a fucking mess. Yeah. And why all those mistakes happen. Because it goes bad, Shinji's just like, I'm never fucking touching anyone or anything ever again. Yeah. Uh, but he grows from that. He learns. And now he's just like, responsibility. He kind of can tell from this situation. He's like, let me do it. Yeah. I can do it. Yep. Yeah. And, and Masato also has the, the growth to just be like, yeah, okay. That's what it is. He's in person with Masato. He, and he's like, let me, you know... Let me pilot it. And mm-hmm. oh, there's oh, there's a whole there's, okay. Yeah, it's important shit. We forgot. Yeah, yes. the there's so much that goes on in this scene where like it, it, you can't just jump to I have to do it, so I'm going to. Yeah, they kind of have to. Everyone has to come to terms with it after. Yeah, it, it, it deals with the weight of just like every time he has these things have happened. Yeah, there's a girl they set up early on who's part of this sort of like you know team that's working with Will or whatever, and like um she's like pissed about him because the near third met killed her family mm-hmm. and she's like I just remembered another thing i want to bring up and she's like i'm not gonna let this dude get in the robot again you fucking kidding me captain i trusted you this is the pink haired girl i think yeah right? yeah and she's like she points a gun at shinji and she's like you gave me permission to kill in situation this right captain because like this dude mm-hmm. like which they do set up earlier whatever and so like i'm gonna fucking shoot him and she like she like shoots at his feet to sort of be like don't you're not going anywhere like i'm not gonna let this happen and then i don't think she does i think that shot is when it happens uh, twice though because i think she two? does i think she does it once and then the next time i thought it was her again and then they reveal it's a different character and it's toji's who's, younger sister yes who's, who's also, also like shinji like I, you promised me you wouldn't pilot an ava again yeah which she that's the last thing she said to him when he gets don't pilot no in, more uh yeah in in 3.0 when uh not ray ray comes and takes him from uh, a while and back to nerve uh yeah that's what she says um i was gonna mention earlier there's something really sad about the fact that they're never on screen together who oh toji and his sister yeah they have because they they basically hard cut to like you know he leaves the village and he wakes up to her and then it's just like there's that gap is always and between th- them. And they, he, g- they give her a picture of Toji yeah. and she cries, but that's yeah. the most interaction we get between them. Yes, it's it's I don't know. Like and Toji leaves a note for yeah. her on the photo of like you know like mm-hmm. love you hope you're well basically. But yeah, like, but yeah. yeah, no, it's just uh, it's it's very interesting seeing these people who never go back to the village. Like Mas- yeah. Masato just has parts of her life she cannot interact with, and Toji's sister is also just not going back there. Yeah, and going to this mission that they don't think they're going to survive anyway. Yeah. So I wanted to mention that because it made me sad. Yes. And I thought it was very uh, effective. Um, but anyways, yeah, she also is out here with this gun. Oh, real quick. I'm going to jump back really far, but just because really? I have to talk about this. It's so fucking good when he meets who is now adult Toji and Toji gives him his old jacket because it fits Shinji because oh, yeah. he's 14. But he's just like sitting there in Toji's younger self's jacket. He's got drip. Still like traumatized about everything that's happened. And I just thought but that was fresh. so... I, thought, I mean, yeah, he does look good. But also I thought it was so cool to have like... You know, this this kid that he, like, sort of, like, had this relationship with, looked up to, he's now, like, wearing his hand-me-downs after he mm-hmm. thought he was dead, and it's just, like, sitting really in the jacket while the guy is an adult now, and just, I don't know, there's so much, there's so much, like, going on there, but anyway. It's a lot, no, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, that, that idea that you put, put into words earlier of, like, they've grown past him is just so palpable it's, in it's, the uh, movie. And, I'm like, gonna keep going back to how much I love Gunbuster, yeah. but it, it's, it strikes, it strikes those chords in the most... Because I think Anno has dealt with this. These documentaries, everyone's like, Anno is a kid. He doesn't grow up. And notably, yeah. during the production of this movie, people are like, Anno's different. Like, he's, 
he says like uh you know we have this deadline we're gonna make this movie by then this is of course before covid yeah um is the real re- the, the final pushes were because of that yeah. but he's like people people that he worked like suramaka you're like this is the first time i ever believed him yeah when he said that there was a deadline so like he basically went through the same growth that shinji did in some I ways i really like, feel like, that well, like i, I was thinking there's that something you... to i'm sorry to cut you off no, you're but, good okay but uh there's there's something to uh shinji i used to with the show I feel like the different traumas with the different kids feel like different parts of Ano. I don't want to psychoanalyze this guy too much, even though what my big take with Mari will be, which is inherently doing that. But it's a very personal text for him, and it's obvious. Yeah. And he's not really subtle about it. Shinji being so connected to his own personal growth and how he's using Shinji to depict depression that he has gone through. Mm -hmm. Thinking about that in relation to, I have to pilot the Ava every time I do something bad happens. And and there's a lot of lines that Asuka also says where it's like, I have to do it. I you know it's it's the only thing I can do. It is my worth to society is to be able to do this this one thing. Yeah, it hits me very emotionally because I you know I'm invested in this show, which means I'm inherently invested in this guy. Yeah, that's why I think the ending of this movie is so fucking beautiful and perfect. Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking about that with like I have to pilot this robot. I have to put an end to this. And two people pull guns on him. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's 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 crazy. I was um, I was even thinking about the way good. that it could tie into Arno's growth when you're talking about how this is the first time he was like, you know what? Yeah, come look at what I'm doing. When you were saying that he, he was letting people up to everybody, exactly. he, does, he doesn't want it to like, be out of ex- exclusively his yeah, head. That's like what Shinji's doing in this movie is learning to do that again, and like, and also to to very minorly psychoanalyze. I think part of the reason I can imagine, I'm not saying like I think this is like concretely what it is, but just like mm-hmm. a possible explanation for why he keeps returning to themes like this in the position he's in in his life yeah. is that you hear a lot about like directors, they go into a hole for four years while they're making a movie. Mm-hmm. If you're running into your other friends who are in the filmmaking business, it probably feels like probably they does. aged yeah. past you because you were nose down in your work mm-hmm. on a very specific oh, thing with only a few me. people for a, like a certain amount yeah. of time and you come back out and everyone's still been living, but you've been yeah kind of sequestered away yeah like, we, we keep throwing around the word psychoanalyze it which uh, you know i can't think of a better word for it i think when uh you you dig into a director like this you know use the word auteur if you want i i do sometimes uh for for directors who have clear visions but when you see like the same sort of themes across a body of work evolve you just start to think about where that comes from exactly i think a lot about uh paul thomas anderson incredible fucking director uh halfway through his career his films change from about being like uh man children to being about people who control the world around them and i'm mm-hmm. just like what happened dude i want <laughs> i want to know why you're doing this yeah yeah um uh but 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 anyways uh i just remembered in the documentary there is a scene where ano like talks to somebody he went to school with and then, like interview like uh teachers he had in middle school uh-huh. which is really interesting to just kind of like see like he's kind of the same as he used to be as a kid but what i was gonna the reason i brought up time dilation what i was gonna say is i love gunbuster i think it's incredible i do think this movie is certainly the best those themes have been used like, i implemented. agree there, the gunbuster is maybe more like showy about it i love there's gunbuster. some really cool like visual stuff they do like coming back to the world and seeing the thing light up or whatever else is very like obviously like, spectacular but like yes. this movie is doing it in a way that is like I think more effective in terms of the mm-hmm. characters. Oh yeah, and like yeah, yeah. whatever. But um, th- the thing we were just talking about a minute ago of sort of like how he's telling the story that is like you can't help but wonder how much it's also kind of about his own growth and how he sees the world. That's kind of what I was getting at earlier about how interesting it is that he's ended this story three times and they're all different, right? And so like he yeah different he points tells, in his he life. He tells exactly he's like this is what I have learned about 
trauma relationships with your dad how you interact with the world at this point as evangelion ends yeah here's how i feel about it now a little older at end of evangelion and now well, yeah. here's how i feel about it having gone through the entire journey making this movie like, yeah in end of ava you know i i rewatched it this week and i was like the second half of it i used to always think it was just this like bleak psychological onslaught and in a lot of ways it is intentionally so and mm -hmm. i like it i rewatched it this time and somehow I just found it really hopeful and uplifting. That's kind of, I remember, like, I told you, it's like, I kind of read, like, hope into the ending of it. Like, it is. Yeah. Well, it, like, up until the last three minutes. But I think that's what's interesting about it is, um, uh, so much of the, uh, of the, the dialogue that goes off of, uh, through these, you know, visceral, haunting images, people learning to get better. Mm -hmm. But then it ends with, like, immediately afterwards, uh, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, people can get better. Let's try again. And then you immediately cut to Shinji Nasuka being the two people who came out of it alive. And he's just like, he can't do it. He needs time and mm -hmm. he doesn't have it. So he just tries to choke her, but he can't do it. You can talk about that forever. Yeah. Of the implications of that. But then like, yeah, compare that to congratulations. Yes. Compare yeah. that to, to bye bye all of Evangelions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. They're all they're all very distinct uh, signatures. Yeah. And it feels like it was all very like, worth doing. Like, you know, it's the, yeah, it's, no, I'm glad they all exist. there's a world where like some filmmaker does this with their story and like, it didn't really need to be revisited, but yeah. all of this feels like, I can't think you of got a, something valuable out of it. I can't each. think of any other piece of media that I'd be like, yeah, I want to see someone do it again. Yeah. To be fair, it's kind of easy to do now that it's existed at the time. If you had just seen the series, you might not have felt like this needed to be revisited, but like just knowing uh, that it has been thing. like, that's it's just like, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's, it's you know lasted so long uh of these movies um but it's like yeah, after 1.0 you're just like oh, okay whatever yeah they're just shiny new recap movies two does weird stuff and it's incredible yeah i would you know i i leave 2.0 excited every time me too and then three i remember you being like every version of this show is great and then you watch 3.0 and you took it back <laughs> um and then now you're I, back I, I, on yeah I remember, yeah yeah it's like all right i was wrong again yeah, yeah. um what you got was what i was hoping would happen well, and honestly i even said it's like you know I, hopefully three an will look, a lot of asterisks three in that will episode. look better as a setup for four and it is like you know you can't get to this movie yeah. i love without three yeah which i didn't love but like yeah. it was to help set this up yeah yeah going going into three you, you kind of have to not think about it's it's very i mean now it's probably going to be a great on a rewatch having seen four yeah um but uh especially like even just me rewatching it again being like I know what I'm going to get out of it, mm -hmm. removing those sort of expectations yeah. and just kind of uh, evaluating what is there yeah. without wanting more. Yeah. I just really loved it for what it is. Well, and to, to tangent real, really briefly yeah. about three, three, there's so many movies that are like this where I feel like reading the description of what happens, it's like well, you were talking about three later and you're just like recapping kind of like, oh yeah. And then courage. And just, I was like, See, when you say it out loud, it sounds really good, but I watched the movie and I didn't really like it. But it's like, yeah. so like, it's just it's interesting it's how bleak, like, it's vague, it's confusing. It's just um, interesting how like sometimes like, especially the first can, time you can like, like the story being told, but like something about the way it's told, like kind of like prevents it from landing the way that it on paper should have. Yeah. Like, I don't there's know. A, but... there's, there's, there's a weird lens on that movie that, um, you know, the more I watch it, the less I interact with because it just, the more I know it. You watch a movie enough times, it stops. It just becomes the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you kind of can't, you know, engage with like 
It's like, oh, there's a flaw here. And it's like, I've seen it eight times. It's not a flaw to me anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has to be pretty bad to still be a flaw if you've seen it eight times. Yeah. It's like the dual-wielding uh, lead pipe street fight in Fate of the Furious that I will always... Or no, sorry, Furious 7 that I'll always yes. hate. That will never stop being yeah, no, bad. Yeah, that, that's just dumb as hell. Um, uh, but yeah, so okay. So Gendo and Shinji go into the anti-universe. They do. Yes. Um, which, which is... Which is so fucking cool. Incredible. Because the way they do it is that... Um, they're like, we can't perceive... Well, 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 first they do free fall sort of through this sort of like uh, cloudy sort of haze. Yes. Because he's with um with Mari. Yeah. And then she's like, goes through some fucking portal to go into Ava Unit 01. And he sees in the cockpit Ray, but she has aged this whole time. Oh, yeah, you're right. Just, that, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, spirit of Ray. Yeah. I mean, she, I, she doesn't look that much older. It's just that her hair her is hair very is really long. Her hair is long, yeah. Um, and I, I just think it's an incredible image like yeah. i think it's just looks her the way her hair looks is mm-hmm. gorgeous and it's like kind of the solid light blue color yeah and uh she has like one line she's like i was trying to do this so you didn't have to pilot it again and then he's just like i'll take it from here and he you know activates it gendo says oh the pilot of 01 is woken up yeah and then um yeah they, they there's like some monolith through the sky Gendo talks a little bit about what this space is we're not gonna it doesn't matter but but then they go through the some one of the monoliths they like clip through and then yeah she, that's when i think sh- the first thing you see is shinji waking up in uh the the unfamiliar ceiling the place. hospital bed yeah again. yeah, yeah. I, we but we both think of the phrase unfamiliar yeah. ceiling which well is that's great. how like iconic they make it throughout the show and stuff but i i agree but that that was the moment for me i was like oh no this is gonna be great like, it's that, so good that's yeah, when yeah. i was like they're they, doing something they, yes now. and what they say is that they can't like humans can't perceive the anti-universe so they basically put it in your memories and then they walk yes. they gendo and shinji fight through a bunch of different locations yes. from the show now i want to pause on the first one though because this is the first part where the movie started to lose me i was like oh it's slipping through my fingers like because I'm, they they which, were they were fighting in the city and my first reaction, I had two reactions to that scene. Because Oh, we might have the same thought on one this. One was, this action doesn't look very good. I was like, the, I don't know if the aliens are too like lanky or something, but like it just physically doesn't look very good. And the other part of it was, I was like, oh, this all ends the in like, a big... I was like, this ends in a big dumb fight? I was like, this doesn't I, feel right. And I then agree. They, they later end up... They move they, on from they, it. they address that directly like later on. Like, yes. like, this is not a thing that can be solved by might. This isn't going to be a thing we can fight out. And I was like, oh, thank yes. God. They were, this yeah. is intentional. Like, because I kind of felt like, oh, this kind of feels like stupid after all we've been through to just have them yes. fight. I, like, I ultimately, you know, I like uh, a lot of things about that. That is the part where I feel like the CG is the weakest. Yeah. And the fight, fighting doesn't, it just doesn't look the good. Set, and the set looks cheap. But part of it uh, the, was cool the, like, because set, it was supposed well, to be a set the as thing, they the, discover the, it. Yeah. yeah. The set is supposed to look cheap. I think they're supposed to look like suits. Like, I think it's the Shin Godzilla thing. Oh, interesting. The, mo- the more I think about it. Because that would make I, sense. I, from a clip of the documentary, which uh, I saw, they mo-capped this. this yeah. Was, this was two guys mm-hmm. fighting with sticks. Yeah. And uh, there's like a clip of like Gendo showing them how he wants to do it, doing the moves himself. Um, oh which, no, not Gendo. Oh, sorry, you're right. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd, He's like, no. <laughs> uh, same, same ending vowel. Um, Ano doing it, and uh, you know, I, I think of Ang Lee doing all the mocap for Hulk himself. Yeah. But uh, and also just Ano being a nerd that does Ultraman poses. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. No. So I. Yeah. That's the thing. It looks. It looks cheap. It's supposed to look cheap. And then, like, he gets pushed off the set. Like, it's supposed to be a set. Yeah. When you realize Which, he, he gets pushed and he, like, falls against, like, 
a tarp of the sky and like his foot goes lower than the ground yes, and you're like oh interesting like, yeah platform. which is funny because i had completely forgotten until later in this movie that they did a very similar thing at the end of the show where it was like on a yes. set yeah like so at the time i was just like a oh stage. crazy it's yeah. like a set and then later it's like oh duh they, they like did this once before but we should say too that when they're fighting on this it's so smart about how it mirrors older yeah the other times evangelion has ended yes yeah and so like the the, the city fight we're talking about here just for added context they show you the thing again so they show you the hospital room and then they show you him like rising out of the elevator for the first time like he does in mm -hmm. the show and whatever else and then they show him take a real confident first step into ava which is not what happened in the previous version of the story because he can't yes. figure out how to move and so this is like it's showing you by looping back to whatever it's like this is how much he's changed he yes. takes the fucking like i'm in this yeah, and then they the, fight the, the in... shot for shot remakes are so good a lot of them might just even be like that one's yeah. not reused some of them might be um and then they fight in the cityscape that he fights the first angel in like, that's yes. where this scene we're talking about takes yeah, place. But then... that's when it cuts to that fight, which, you know, what's funny. I keep looping around it because I'm like, yeah, you know, the CG there was weak. And the more I think about it, I'm like, I think it's supposed to look like Toku. It I'm makes like, sense. I yeah. buy that as an explanation. So I'm just like, why does the set look cheap? You know, but then I'm just like later, 20, like 10 minutes later in the movie, there's a lot of CG that I'm like, this looks, I love how uncanny this looks. Yeah. And a lot of the, like. Oh, it, I know what you're talking but, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's stuff in End of Ava where I'm like, this is, you know, intentionally unsettling. And I think that's true about this movie too, where like there's CG that is intentionally unsettling. Yes, yeah. Um, and uncanny. So I'm just like, why didn't I, why, why am I just now thinking that about the weird Toku fight? Why didn't, like it took me a minute. Yeah. It worked on me. The, the, this is supposed to look wrong worked on me because yeah. I thought it was wrong. Mm -hmm. But now I'm circling back on it, on, on being like, I think it's good. Yeah. I'd have to really watch it again. Smart. I'd have to watch it again to see if, like, I fully I agree, might not be on board but I, but watching I, it. But I think that also not it's that very long. a plausible theory because yeah. the rest of the CG of the movie looks really good. And so yeah. it's, a, it's like, if you're already... There's some gorgeous CG. I, we didn't mention in the free fall fight, there's, like, all the white masses turn into one big drill. Yeah, That is yeah. one of the most breathtaking images and I have they, seen. And they, like, bomb it. And then it, like, reforms, and it's really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're already, like, making a manufactured world, they're fighting in a set, it makes sense that you would have, like, a, a, a layer of manufactured stuff with the way yeah. everything else looks. There's, the the, there's the fighting of... and the, the Avas themselves and yeah. whatever. That makes sense. There, there's a lot of really smart meta levels throughout this uh, section, the last section of the film that we're talking about now. But that one happens first. Yeah. So it really took me off guard. And then, like, yeah, he falls off the set. But, uh, yeah, now just thinking about it in the context of everything, I'm like, I'm sure all of that was intentional. Yeah. I, like, you know, the, the shots were weird. I felt like it looked weird in the wide shots especially. And I'm just like, it's probably just, like, intentionally supposed to look like cheap toku. Yeah. Um, Especially considering Anno's made cheap toku in his life. Yeah. We should say real quick that they're fighting with the two spears because yes because one of them changes shape for shinji and it becomes the it becomes cassius the like spear something of hope, of, of hope. Said, yes yeah. and then and then gand is obviously using the lance of longinus the spear of despair they, or whatever yeah. like they throw so many fucking terms about how many fucking spears there are six spears and i'm just There's like so many and then uh they have to make a new one yeah while, mean, while has to make a new one again for him. that's all the shit that's like if you're a lore person, great that it's there. Otherwise, it's, it's very, horseshit that just you just skate by because it, you. It's very like, effective thematically because yeah, all you really like, need to know is you know Shinji is fighting with hope and his dad is fighting with despair. Like and then and then and then you know on the bare level of talking about the meta textual of this narrative being retold to be put to rest emotionally, just this idea of they have to make a new one, one that was not present 
yeah. before. Well, and also that's happening while they're going back through all the places they've been before. Yes. So again, it's sort of like saying your goodbyes to mm-hmm. this story. So you're going through, they fight in that first yeah. city. They fight in Masada's apartment. Very, they fight in the classroom. Um, the classroom. Uh, the geofront. Yeah. There's, I think there's one in between those two. Oh, Ray's room. Yep. They yep. fight in Ray's room. Yeah. So it's very succinct. It's a the, great sequence. The, the Ava's be human-sized yeah, in these spaces. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's incredible and they keep this kind of like matching right in the center of the frame. And I think, why are their moves exactly the same? And they're just like, yeah, these robots are like, you know, 13 is made as a replica of one, basically. Yeah. Which, you know, you talked about the Kaworu connection there, mm-hmm. which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how much, I think pretty quickly, Shinji puts the spear down. Oh, no, they fight in the village three. Yes. That's, yeah. that's kind of the last fight, which I think also looks great. And Shinji's, uh, even though it's a memory and not real which I'm thinking about. I don't know if the character Shinji is, mm-hmm. but he's, you know, he sees the city destroyed and he has those like those pangs again of just like, are people getting hurt that I care about? And he like flashes to like all the people from the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah. And then uh, he puts the spear down and yeah. he's just like, this isn't going to be solved by swinging big swords at each other. Yeah. Which I was like, Thank God, because yeah. I, after uh, once they started going through the memories pretty quickly, yeah. I was having a blast. Well, me too, but like it. So like, but it, um, it, I would be shocked if that was really how Ava ended. Exactly. Like, it, well, and that's what helps that once you start going through those locations, you start to realize like, okay, this is at the very least not a not a straightforward fight. They're doing here. something different. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so like Gendo like says as much like this isn't gonna be a thing we solve this way. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then like, and there's a scene way earlier in the movie where Kensuke says like. You should try talking to your dad, even if you don't think mm-hmm. it would and, result in anything. Yeah. Asuka's there, and she's like, "His dad's Gendo. Yeah, like, it's yeah. not gonna happen." Yeah, and and uh, yeah, you. I don't remember the line that Kensuke says, but he's just like, "Still, he's, he's basically yeah, yeah. He's basically just yeah. Like, even if you don't think it'll do anything, you should just try." Yeah, and then which Shin- goes back Shin- to the fishing thing. Too, yeah, and but. then Shinji does. He he's like, "I want to like know you and understand you. I want to like whatever." And then we launch into like a really. Kind of like in end of Ava, but for Gendo. Yeah, yeah. Or also, or, or maybe even more comparatively, the ending of the TV show for mm-hmm. Gendo, because it's a lot of very sketchy stuff. Yeah, we're we're learning like all about like his sort of his backstory and why yeah. he's the way he is and how he all he's like I know Bad why dad. you use the yeah he's like you used to walk me the same way that I did. Mm-hmm. It was my way of shutting out others, and I hate, yeah. and like he's going he's on this like big impassioned oh, oh, speech that, about that's this, like, another thing that mirrors is uh, when Ray's like I'm re- I was taught to return things to people. Yes, uh, when they lose them, yeah. he does that to Gendo. Yeah, yeah. With, and, the, with the tape with the Walkman. And Gendo's like going off about like just like I hated having to interact with people. I hated going to parties. I hated mm-hmm. being forced to participate in people's lives. I just wanted to be alone. I just wanted whatever. And then I met UA and I like didn't want to be alone anymore. And then um, he lost UA. And then she died. And he's like, I don't I didn't think I could be alone again. And like, you know, whatever. And it's just it's really like good, like I even want to use the word like heartfelt, just like actually finally getting yes. to the core of what this dude's fucking deal yeah. is well, and just like understanding him as a human being. It's, and, it's like, it's insane for me to say this, but I'm like, I guess that's the core of Evangelion. Cause like, it's like the, you know, it's always about Shinji's trauma, which as you know, two hours ago, you're like, we say this all the time. We throw this term around. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I don't even mean just us. I mean like, like the, the, in the, general. You, you, whoever talking about the show, whoever Discussion. talking about any shows like this, you just, you just like, yes. you just say like, yes, the person yes. has trauma. Which, which, like, I, which I think, you know, the idea of fiction being about trauma is going down a really weird path right now. Uh, in, in popular media, uh, a lot of movies, there's like, oh, yeah, we'll give them trauma. This is about trauma, blah, blah, blah. And it means mm-hmm. nothing anymore. So I, that's why I'm like, it's, it's, 
it's worth saying like this gets thrown around a lot but yeah this um, movie like does justice by it yes, like but it's very interesting being like yes you know it's always been about how shinji deals with these things but like if this is movie is about genuine closure yeah for all of it where did it come from yeah it, it's and, passed down to him what is how did gendo get this one and honestly it's you know again like you may or may not relate to this but like i mean i feel like i didn't get anywhere near being able to like move on with my life until i started to grow up and and recognize okay my dad was probably like this because x y and z and Absolutely. This, this scene is shinji doing that for the first time of Absolutely. like i am looking at you not as this person who has like made me feel like shit and has made me feel like abandoned and all this other stuff. I just want to learn mm-hmm. about you. And and then I mean it, that's what helps him fucking the, like well, also, yeah, keep this is, moving. Like, yeah, and this is the first time Gendo's ever responded. Allowed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, it's like, and it's very funny on a lore level because he abandoned his AT field. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, and there's a great scene there because he, he it, it mirrors the thing that um happened with Asuka because he um Shinji approaches them and an AT field shows up mm-hmm. and he's like wait am I afraid of Shinji yeah and he's like of course you fucking are because yeah, you know yeah. that you fucking abandoned him it's, and you it's, know it's, that it's like, exactly what Masato did and she, she says it out loud he's like I thought it would be better if I wasn't in your life yeah which honestly there's only like one part I was like really like understanding and empathizing with Gendo and there's only one part where I was like that's bullshit and I was like back against him because he, he said something about like now I can't remember the exact words because they're like he said basically that I just I thought it, you'd be better if it wasn't around. It's that I buy. I I wish I could remember, but there was like something he basically gave an explanation for why he did Shinji that I didn't buy, and I was like, "That's you covering your ass." Like that part is bullshit. What? But the most of the rest of it, I felt very like, I, yeah. "Yes, I understand you." Like I don't know if I remember feeling that, but I'm I wouldn't be surprised if there's yeah. There was some, it was just some like it, it was basically just a more grandiose way of saying like it was so, something sort of like it was like my responsibility to leave you alone. And I was like, "What?" Like I, it wasn't that, but it was something well, like that. Where it was like, it was like a big blown yeah. up version of of the whatever, and yeah, but yeah, regardless. There's a great scene where, and I knew this was coming once we started going through the old things. I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I really hope we get." Also, yeah, the, all, the, all these are on the same like train car that we. I was seen gonna say, I hope times. we get the train car, and yeah. we do, and they're both sitting. That's the moment that Shinji realizes they're they're like a lot alike. He's like, "You're just like I am," and that's when you. Yeah, I'm that's just when like you, get the you train. were. They they're both sitting on the train. The first shot, they're like across from each other, and like Gendo, Gendo's talking, and then it's like Gendo is interacting with young shinji yes and then, and then later there's young, it's there's young gendo. shinji interacting with young gendo mm-hmm. and it's all really good it's all in the train station it's all in the train car mm-hmm. and yeah it's fantastic so another thing about it too is instrumentality has been happening yes and that's, and that's you know how we're getting this this sort of montage quick cut stuff that you would uh, associate with the end of the show or end of the second half of Indabeba. more more of that keeps happening but like gendo is like looking for ua here and only finding uh, Ray until Shinji shows up. All this happens. Um, he's still looking for Yue, and he he finds her a- after he gets this closure with Shinji. After yeah. they have this conversation, he finally finds her, and he's like, "That's where you've been hiding." Which you could read into that however you want. Yeah, and coming at that moment, I think it's a beautiful line. Yeah, and especially with how unspecific it is, mm-hmm. that's when Kawaru shows up um, and starts talking to Shinji. I yeah, believe. which and I want to. Pause again, because this is more Mari stuff, and this is a playing into. Oh yeah, she's what I, doing some shit. What she I, well, the atom well, here's this is this one might just be me. There's a sequence where they're kind of going into like Gendo backstory stuff, and again, he's talking about like sort of like this is what it was like, blah blah blah, blah and like I was looking for you or whatever. I could have sworn that I was seeing a woman look like Mari in a lot of those like drawn sort of almost flashback the glasses sequences. looked similar yeah. yeah and i was like is does that pertain to the futsuki scene we saw earlier about 
them seeming to have a relationship. I was like, that I don't I'm know. like storing away of like, was yeah. she somehow involved in all this? I'll probably or think like, about that on the second watch. Yeah, but I'm not too concerned because it, it just it just looks so much like her. That I was like, I feel like it can't be like a coincidence. Like, have you ever seen UA wearing glasses before? Like, is that no her or is that somebody else? Or like, whatever. I just thought it was interesting that after yeah. we like had that scene with Mari and like it just implied a greater meaning that then mm -hmm. I felt like I was seeing her in those scenes, in those shots. But yeah. anyway, so, and then like, I don't remember, this is before or after the Quora thing, you're about to launch it, but Gendo basically just like steps off the train car into the yes. whiteness. When and he, he sees Yue the first okay, time. Okay, yeah, leaves. so that happens then, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, somewhere in here, Willie starts talking about like, well, also there's something really funny. When, when uh, that I forgot, when Shinji activates the Ava, the pink hair girl's like, in the last movie, his sync rate was zero, and Risco's oh like, yeah. Risco's like, actually, I think it was so, I think it was a number so close to approaching zero that we got zero, and they're like, you're right, it's infinity. Yeah, that was really funny. Which I was is, like, it's what? Incredibly funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, just like, yeah, no, it was zero at the big when he was sad, and now it's good. Like that's enough for me. But it's it's very funny. Yeah. It's it very Gurren Lagany, but uh, yeah, I, I you know I don't say uh, disparagingly. I just think that like over the topness is fun sometimes. Yeah, I think this movie did all of it very well. Yeah, um, it, it leans in to like ah, oh, there's seven spears. We gotta make one. Well, who fucking cares? Yeah, uh, use the spine of the boat to turn into a yeah, a which new... is really cool. It's really fucking cool. yeah, because it's a literal spine. Like, yeah, it's, no. yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, and yeah, Mari fights some of the vessels that are uh, being used as part of the the ritual. I guess she has to do that. Yeah. They kept calling it a rite, and like, and like, Gendo yeah. was talking about, yeah, this is just another rite of passage I have to go through, blah, blah, blah. But De yeah. Dealing with Shinji, yeah. And then, um, yeah, she does that, and then she uh, goes in after him, um, later when they make the spear. I don't remember exactly when that happens, but they make the spear, and or the, the new lance or whatever. It looks cool. Everyone ejects except for Masato from the ship because this is a, basically a suicide oh, mission. Yeah, and she's going to die. This is probably the the part of the movie that worked the least for me. And it wasn't bad. That she sacrifices herself? Yeah, it, it wasn't bad, but it just didn't really do much for me considering that Masato was one of my favorite characters. Like, it's, I, it just, it's, 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 it's tragic to me that she is the... It, it feels like a mirror to Indeveva. That like she gets shot. Protecting well, that part Shinji. I liked because that I thought the same thing. It's, oh, it's just like Endeavor and sort but of she like still dies. these repeated events, whatever. Yes, in an explosion, but, notably but, in but, both movies. But the thing of like her, like I don't know, it might just be that I've just seen it once too many times, and by that I mean twenty too many times of oh, like women sacrificing themselves. Well, anyone just every, I feel like half the movies that come out now, it's like and now the person sacrifices themselves. I'm just like I get it, like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's, it it's, wasn't bad. I just it just didn't move me like I would have liked it to. But I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Um. And yeah, Mari basically rides this spear into um we have not yet said that there is a giant cgi ray head floating around the <laughs> we haven't talked about any of the really bizarre 3d cgi visuals oh, of yeah, instrumentality because there, there's, there's like the big lilith thing that then turns out to be an imaginary ava yes they, which, oh, what yeah. the fuck is that yeah like, that's, that's the thing uh Gendo's Gendo's like, talking Gendo's about like, yes. i'm gonna show you some shit son <laughs> yeah and uh yeah the black lilith which yep. is just lilith but painted black and they're like this is the imaginary ava which again i th i threw my hands up in the fucking air yeah i was like okay it was very nomura just like yes. it's like whatever you say well, dude like because he starts talking about the lines between fiction and reality yeah he's like they've, he's, he's like he's like reality and imagine imagination that like, come together and that's created these like these things yeah these imaginary which, ava blah 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 like are uh, you know i now find incredibly poignant and great seeing how the movie ends metatextually yeah when i was watching it the first time i wasn't thinking about it metatextually i was thinking about it lore wise which yeah. you should never do with ava <laughs>
and there's the big ray head, which I thought at first was live action. Did it you think that like too? It. It, 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 I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like mapped off of mocap or, or anything. Yeah. But like, because the hair is clearly 2D animated yeah, yeah. on top of it, but it is so uncanny and yeah, strange. Yeah, it's, 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 that's what we were referring to earlier. In It feels like a thing that probably you know, people probably aren't going to like. Um, like it rubbed me the wrong I, way where I'm like, are people going to like brush up against this? That, I like, liked it. I, I loved it. A lot. And like, there's a lot of like, you know, CG models of like just the, the headless, uh, like all the headless, uh, Ava bodies that were wandering turned into headless, it's like Ray bodies. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. just these solid white female figures it's marching just, at that point. It's just pure um, spectacle. Just absolutely. like the music's going and just like crazy fucking visuals yeah. happening. And that's, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's like. I love End of Ava. I think, um, you know, obviously there's a part of me that's going to prefer the, the 2D hand-drawn to uh, the 3D models, but I'm just like, that's what this effect is now. It's like, it's, this, is, this is how you make an uncanny, unsettling sort of psychosexual yeah. sort of uh, surreal fever dream yeah. comparable to what you would have in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, there was CG in the late 90s, but I, I think yeah. what uh, End of Ava does is great. And what this does is is great for for this movie. Yeah. Um. And especially tying in with some of the other uses of of 3D that they use, both just to look cool and others to be metatextual. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, all of that happens. Can't really think of any other specifics to call out in the sort of yeah about onslaught. that. I don't know. But so then at some point we're getting these scenes of Kawaru and Kaji. Yes. I'm very curious what you make of those because like i'll be i'll be honest at that point i was being really dumb and i'd kind of forgotten about like the instrumentality of it all and i was like oh is this like some sort of like afterlife that we're seeing like kind of instrumentality is kind of treated like like an afterlife yeah like because um, all these people have died in the process of of impacts or uh, related to chords of avas yeah um so it's a very specific type of afterlife that you know ua kawaru and and uh so do you remember what this kawaru kaji scenes like what were they saying i don't really remember at this Uh, point kawaru talks to shinji for a minute i don't remember exactly what about but then yeah kaji shows up they talk they talk sort of about like kawaru's deal about like he talks about how he's just like all those coffins on the moon are just him yeah every time he wakes up to do this again and that's what we were referring to earlier with confirming the sort of time loop time repeating thing happening yeah. but it's it's, 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 it's so it's, cool it's again. more interesting for me too just yeah. the idea like these are just like there are these dead sea scrolls just humanity trying over and over and over again yeah um he, he always plays the same part in it yeah which is why he's just like this time I'm gonna make it, and uh, this time I'm gonna fix it, Shinji. And then yeah. this movie's like, I'm gonna make you happy this time. Yeah. You're not gonna go off and do this shit. Mm-hmm. And Gindo seems to be the thing that's fucking it up because he's not actually following the Dead Sea Scrolls. He doesn't want to do what Seal wants to do. He wants to do what he wants to do because he's selfish. Yeah, um, but the the waking yeah, up on the moon uh, and I'm looking at the coffins is fucking the dopest shit I've ever yeah, seen. No, it's the shot is awesome. Sick as yeah. hell. Because at the time in the movie, you're just like, oh, okay, this is the number of angels there are. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it is. No, there's uh, so many they, coffins. They, 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 like, re- they recontextualize yeah. Yeah, like in the stream of them. Yeah, no, Kaji and, and Kawaru talk for a while about like you know how he was the first angel who becomes the thirteenth, all like, uh, beginning and ending off in Omega. I wonder. This just now occurred to me because the row of coffins reminds me of the row of rays. I wonder if those two mm. things are related at all. I mean, they probably uh, alongside Asuka in this movie, they're all just these kids who are just kind of made over and over again yeah. for other people's needs. Yeah. I I imagine they have the same sort of uh, relevance as sort of a visual metaphor. Yeah. But it, it's something striking about how, like, the two girls have tubes and this dude has coffins <laughs> on the moon. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't remember a lot of, like, lore details of what they're talking about there. That that was really where I was like, 
my brain was spinning a little Again, too yeah, much. Again, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot happening. Because um, I was so engaged with the Gendo stuff, and then it switches gears to Kaoru and Kaiji. Yeah, and, and like, I want to oh, say yeah, they like Kaji's walk here. off into the light together. Am I making that up, or did... I don't remember. There, I, f- I feel like it was like... They, they talk of... at the sea purification camp, uh, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I like those scenes, but yeah, I can't really remember anything about them to recap. Exactly. Or They're about. good. I just don't remember, because yeah. there's a lot here. Yeah. Um, the, my favorite part from this sequence that I'm really excited to get to is when we see Asuka again and and it's similar situation I don't yes, remember after, after they deal with the Kaji Kawori stuff sorry I made my mouth Kawori talks to Shinji and he's like I gotta save these I gotta save these two people mm-hmm. um while they're in here which is I guess because of what all happens I wonder what I mean it's it's he does it that's what matters is, yeah. that, is that he saves these people um he does the good thing yeah, yeah, the the Asuka stuff that happens is very good. There's because I don't remember again. I don't remember really, it, like the lines that are spoken or whatever else or how they exactly pull this off. But there's a scene. There's like secret. You're seeing like her as a kid sitting on like a tree branch, and then you see a gigantic version of her doll who that then yes. takes its head off, and it's Kensuke, like the adult Kensuke. Yeah, because it's sitting there's, with there's her doll that like she uses whenever she tells herself that she's alone and supposed to be yeah, alone, but then like that strips away and reveals the one guy that she spends her her. I don't know how long with, I guess, 14 years. And it's and it comes after um, she's saying, like, I just want to have someone, like, pat my head. Because mm-hmm. um, she sees... that That's that's her, like, yeah, relationship to, like, wanting someone in her life. Yeah. So, like, her as a kid who's, like, whatever, Shinji as a kid being held up by, His mom. like, younger Gendo and Yue while they're still alive and together. And then, yeah, she's thinking, I just want someone to pat me on the head. And then, like, we see this shot of the, yeah, big doll turns into uh, Kensuke, who, like, does... And whatever else. And then there might be more to it, that, but the point I just want to get to that was like the really there's, standout there, part there, of that. There's a lot in there that, uh, you know, I can't speak. The, the part that really like remember. is important and, and really sings is that after this sequence, Asuka finally fucking ages. It's like she also yes. grows past like her stunted development because mm-hmm. of trauma or whatever else. It's like you're so happy for her. You're just like, yes. oh, she, like, she did it. She like mm-hmm. broke through and, and like became. Yeah, she gets who she needs to be too. Like stuff, and then she she wakes up in her her cockpit. Yeah, yeah. No, that sequence is incredible. And then like, is that? No, I can't speak to. uh, There's like more pod stuff in it too. I think. Is that like? Then where does that? They do the fucking end of Ava Beach with her and Shinji. Yeah, is that? That's that's how that. That's how the Oscar stuff ends. But because there's like a little bit of race stuff after that too. Yeah. But yeah, they do the beach. Um, But no choking this time. Literally the beach that makes you old. Yeah. Uh, But she. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, her suit's kind of weirdly destroyed. Um, yeah. Which, I was like, where'd that come from? What happened here? I guess It probably came from her turning into an angel, if I had to yeah. find a real answer. Or her just, like, growing a shitload and, like, that's stretching and tearing and shit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, on suddenly the same beach. Uh, yes. But yeah. and then the same shot. It's awesome. The same yeah. shot of it. Yeah. And, but, and like, it, yeah, of course he has to do Indiveva stuff in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Shinji's just sitting there next to her and like smiling and just being like, I'm glad you told me you liked me. Yeah. Cause Thank I liked you. you too. Like, yeah. yeah. And then it's, it's very interesting having these people like, yeah, that was our life. Then I'm glad we're talking about it candidly. Yeah. Let's go on. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is, is, is great. Yeah. And then what's the Ray stuff after that? It's, Cause I it's don't quick. remember. There's like one scene. I don't remember what either of them say, but he has like one scene where he sees her like older, long hair self. That must have. Just... Oh, and she's holding the, a fake version of the baby that Toji's Toji and class president's kid that she loved yes. so much. The little baby. She's holding like a like a, a, a like a patchwork doll that she would have made herself. Like mm-hmm. that she's holding. That that was interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I wish I retained more of that, but I remember yeah. that it's there. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, I, I might be missing some other details in between that and Shinji's ultimate decision. Um, uh, oh no, Shinji continues talking to Ray, and that's when I don't remember where they are at first, but eventually they're in a soundstage. Yes, um, yes, which, you're right. And they play, they fucking project on the wall behind yes. them. Um, the congratulations scene and like um, the congratulations scene's a lot of title cards. Yeah, op- some stuff from the opening. They say what Neon Genesis is. Yeah. For the first fucking Ever. time, yeah. The, the, this new which, world, like, yeah. Just, yeah. Which is, sure, which, of course it is. Which I saw in Wikipedia again. I don't know how I never fucking looked this up or it came up or whatever. But like, like the whole title was like, what was it, like, like a new new world gospel? I think is what the t- full title means. Yeah, which I mean, when you watch the show the first time, you're like, what the fuck? That means nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds cool. Yeah, but uh, I, I mean, unless you think about instrumentality a lot, which yeah. I don't usually, to be <laughs> honest with you. Yeah. Um. Uh, Although I will say though that yeah, because he gets the spear. By the way, yeah, I the, will the say little, it's uh, like a three D model rotating in his yeah. hand. As far as the instrumentality stuff goes, we might talk about this on previous episodes because the concept has come up a lot. Probably, it's a good. It's you know, the, it's an incredible, the, beautiful the, metaphor. The thing where you're always looking for like a relatable thing for like the the villain to so, so at least be able to understand. Like what Gendo thinks is going to be good about instrumentality sounds great on paper. No more division and hate, no more pain, suffering, whatever, because yeah. we're all the same. We all inherently understand each other. Yeah. There's no more, like, we can't hurt each other yeah. anymore because we just, like, are the same person, mm-hmm. whatever, and then and everyone gets to be with everyone they love. And, and that's blah, why blah, blah, it blah. sounds like, appealing to, to Shinji sometimes, too. Yeah. Um, um, and then ultimately decides, like, no, I think the barriers between us are good because we can learn and grow from them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, End of Ava does, does the same stuff, too. It's just, that's the thing. It centers Shinji, and this one centers Gendo. Yeah. Which, um... I'm surprised is uh, does different stuff stronger. Yeah, because uh, obviously Shinji is still in it. Yeah, and and just to go back to it for like one second, I'm endlessly fascinated by the the decision of like again the the stage, the sound stage, and the play project, talk about projecting that. the shit on the wall. It's the, the like projecting really the stuff on the wall is obviously like directly just like because it's it, it after the show ends, they say Neon Genesis, the title card pops up, mm-hmm. and then it's showing stuff from the rebuilds and like yeah. the title cards for the rebuilds of mm-hmm. the fucking something something break and yeah quicken whatever they are um joe haku mm-hmm. and shinji's like yeah this time you know like uh you know i'm gonna use the spear do neon genesis but i'm not gonna just redo it again i'm not gonna just turn back time he literally yeah. says i'm going to make a new world that does not have ava which at that point i'm completely clocked into the you know, meta textual analysis of it yes. where it's just like ano is not going to do this again this yeah. is the actual end he yes. is going to imagine he, he wants to enter into a world after this movie is out where Evangeline is not in his life. Yes. Yeah. Um, which, you know, Chris always will be. Right. But like, but like in an important way of like moving past. It. Yes. Yeah. I'm ready to do new things. I'm yes. ready to end this chapter of my life. When you when you watch that documentary, you will see that exact soundstage. Yeah. That is where oh, they, re- that's where they filmed the previous. That's crazy. I love you'll, that. You'll see them. They, they filmed the, the early stuff in the house with uh, actors just kind of moving around the room doing the scene. They draw attention to like the, the Kinsuke comes in bringing alcohol. Yeah. Um, but they, you, you'll see them filming that. And Gendo like walking around the set looking for like, where do I want to shoot this from? What are these angles? And being very unsatisfied with it. Mm-hmm. But like you'll see the cameras that they use, which there's a shot of like the cameras. Are, like, oh, the PlayStation controllers. Yeah. yeah. That they've made, I guess. Interesting. Um, okay. We all, yeah, all of that's in the document. It's literally on Toho Studios that's where they shot. That's so fucking crazy and cool. Yeah. I can't. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that, that's the thing. I popped off immediately because I, I just saw it today. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I'm very glad because it was cool without first. knowing that. Absolutely, you can like, tell what it is. Yeah, Absolutely, like, but it's also very unsurprising that it's literally the one he used. Yeah, uh, because I've seen Ano make other things before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, so they go through all of that beautiful scene with the projector. He says, "I'm gonna make it all that Evangelion." I'm yeah, I'm getting emotional. And there's and there's a really significant shot where it's like, oh fuck, okay. How, I remember how Ray leaves the I'm, scene. I'm trying to remember how they depict this next part that I was gonna bring up. It's like, oh no, yes, this and this kind of ties into my idea of what the fuck is this deal with Mari because because Shinji Shinji is there with the fucking. He's basically in like the form of like the Ava, whatever, and then someone grabs from behind, and that's Yue. Then he drifts out from the oh, unit yes, one, he, and then Gendo he, is in the place on, of unit one. He's planning on sacrificing himself uh, to do the thing. He's, he's like, gonna, I'm gonna like he's gonna stab he, the. He has to stab the core with him in it. Yes, and uh, yes, go, and go so, describe and, the Yue. And so then, so Yue grabs from behind, just like Mari did earlier, mm-hmm. but she's like, guess who? And it's mm-hmm. like the gorgeous guy with the big boobs or whatever. And so then at that point, he's like, oh, shit, like, my mom is, is here with me, and she's yeah, going to whatever. Yeah, she's in unit one. Yeah, and so then, like like I said, like he, he sort of, like, turns and drifts out, and then you see, like, like, like Gendo he is in it, He thinks know. it's Ray, of course, and then he's like, wait, because this is the first time he's, we didn't have that long episode where he's in the womb. and the and Yeah. The, uh, but so this is him being like, oh, I guess you were here. This, you know, everything makes sense in his head. Yeah. Um, but yes, then unit 13 shows up where Gendo, like, grabs unit one from behind and they all stabbed together. And it, it was like it was like UA I believe it was UA helping Gendo stab himself through with the spear. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of, yeah, I can't remember. So it was like um, I think, UA I think and Gendo 13, get to embrace again as Gendo like puts himself out to end it. I and think like, I think Unit 13's in the back just because it has so many arms. I think it holds and stabs. Oh, okay. And, and then I think Ava O One is doing Christ pose, if I remember correctly. Okay. Uh, and as you know, Shinji's floating up to the surface, gotcha. walking away. But either he, way, he's it's like, like his... this is what this is what Gendo wanted. This is what he wanted when he's talking about killing a god. Yeah. Is he just he just wants that that embrace moment. Yeah. Um, and like he, he gets it. There's a good outcome in the end, but Shinji goes up to a, a beach that's not red. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where he wakes up. The, the yeah, the, the water is blue again. He's just sitting there and he watches it. And it cuts back and forth between him and the beach. Then it becomes like the rough animatic of it. Yes, it's like uncolored. drawn like pencils. Like and then it becomes the storyboards. Yep. It, what finally stops is that something comes out of the water. And it's Mari. Yep, in the Ava 08, I believe. But at that point, it's the 08 plus 9 plus 10 plus 11 plus yeah, 12. Yeah, because like... she, she, com- she combines all the other uh, things, that, yeah. all the other atom vessels that she takes. Which also, is what makes it funny, because then you consider that this movie's called 3.0 plus 1.0. It's like, oh, okay, there's some relationship there. Like, Yeah, I was trying to spin that around in my head and try and make sense of like what that might mean. But I guess just, I think it's just like, if you think about... Uh, I'm thinking about Anno being like, you know, I, I always find my stories most interesting when it's about something missing. Mm-hmm. And so he draws all these robots missing limbs a lot mm-hmm. or, or taking damage or, you know, go to the, the trauma level of something missing. You yeah. Know, Gendo is missing someone. Shinji is missing his dad. Everyone's mm-hmm. missing somebody. Mari, you know, loses both her arms and takes them from these other robots and yeah. replaces them and just says, like, now I'm this plus this mm-hmm. all the way down. Um, I guess that could be, you know, like three plus one is just this idea of just like, uh, you know, replacing something that's missing, moving past something that's missing. I think that is like definitely part of it. And I think it could also play into the the theme that we've been discussing a lot, which is the idea that like the barriers between us are important because we learn from each other. So it's like Shinji, imagine a world where Shinji's 3.1 and he, the additive experience of other people in his life plus is one the, yeah. and that helps him like yeah, get yeah, where he's going. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. That's great. Uh, also, yeah, when the spear stabs through the two uh, units and uh, before Shinji floats up to the beach, um, it stabs through every other Ava that's been on oh, screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, it, like, knocks all of them out. Yes, and they all go to the the cross, the, the glowing yes. cross thing that we were talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. 
Very great. Yeah, that's and cool. And then, um, yeah, so uh, Mari kind of sheds all of those pieces in a, in a similar sort of way because mm-hmm. it literally is making a world with no more Avas. Yeah. Like, it, no, no more Avas are going to be here when, mm-hmm. when it's done. Um, so it's like black and white scene of uh, uh, Mari coming up and doing that. Color comes back when she gets out of the robot. She runs over to Shinji, and they they ha- I don't remember what they say before it cuts out of the the instrumentality of it all. Like I think they have a moment before. I don't remember either, but I know that the next scene is the most satisfying thing in the whole fucking world. So the, the final like minute. Yeah. So we we get to a subway station, and we're seeing. Like, all these characters who have been, like, saved. So it's, like, Kawaru and Asuka and Kensuke and whatever. They're all just, like, there across they're the... They're just normal teens now, Yeah, notably. they're across the train tracks. It, it, and then... it reminds me of, uh, there's the scene in, in the ending of the TV show that's, like, a, a parody. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, a, like a what if there was what if there was, what if there was a slice-of-life comedy? Uh-huh. It's, like, it's like that, but, like, just kind of, like, a genuine, like, imagining them having normal, happy lives. Yeah. And then we cut back to the other side of the train tracks. And it's finally adult Shinji. He's gr- he is also grown past like whatever. And then Mari grabs him behind. Like they do the who, bit again. Who, yeah, who? Guess who? Who is it? And then he says with like utter confidence. And it's just like it's so funny because out of context, a deeper like, voice. Why does this make you feel good? Mm-hmm. But it's like the fact that Shinji no pause goes a gorgeous gal with big boobs. You're like he's grown so much. Like not only to like yeah. like you know, respond he can like be a whatever. Teenager. He, he knows who it is. He doesn't feel too embarrassed to fucking say like the phrase mm-hmm. gorgeous gal with big boobs. You're like, whoa, who is this? Like Shinji's so different. And he's like old and like whatever. And then like Shinji comes around or sorry, um uh Mari comes around like the other side of him mm-hmm. and she like gets in real close. They're like really intimate. She like smells him and she's like um I think she says something like you smell like different, like like the grown up or something. And then she says something like you're talking like a real grown up now. Yeah. And like and like it's basically like they are kind of like in a relationship at this point. Yeah. And then they run up the subway steps together. And that's the last we yeah, see of the them. The shot kind of just like uh, spins around to show the rest of the, the town they're in, which yeah. I recognize as Ano's hometown. <laughs> and they like shoot the city in like live action. Yeah. Like. Which is it's it, it I can't tell if it's like CG on top of it or like some things because like there are things about it that look animated and things about it that look live action, but it's very extreme that it is Ano's hometown. It <laughs> reminded me of like End of Evangelion where they cut to the live action footage, yeah. um, and it was like yeah, so just like showing this city and whatever, and it's just like a beautiful fucking ending mm-hmm. to the you whole thing. starts singing. Yes, yeah, yeah, the fucking incredible banger song, song One Last Kiss, yep. and then it fades into a new version of, of uh, uh beautiful was it beautiful uh, world? Or that beautiful, sounds right. I think yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the world. song that was in like uh the first three. two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um and like and that's what I was saying where I was just sitting in the credits just not saying any joke cuz I just wanted to soak it all in and just these yeah. two like epic like important songs to the to the, mm-hmm. the series and the movie well, yeah, and whatever else. It's very interesting else. to like th- listen to the lyrics of like "Beautiful World" now, like yeah. on the other side of it. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so interesting with the like, especially the the first two movies, like just thinking about them thematically. Yeah. For, for Shinji, but yeah, I wish I could remember specifically what happens on the beach with Mari before they cut to the the sort of like happy ending, basically. Yeah. But uh, that was when uh, I, I I really hit me where I was like, Mari just comes in and makes everything right. Oh no no. I remember now what she says because um, I think she says something like, "I'll stay with you at the beach um, when he's there, like so he doesn't have to be alone." Yeah, something like and that. And then they do that with yeah. them, uh, the future, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Oh, Mari's his wife." Yeah, 
That's why that that's why she something that's not in the original show. Yep. A force that would but is present in this this new telling. Oh, you're referring to Anna's wife. Anna's wife. Yeah, yeah. Because because he talked uh, in the documentary and two, and I think we probably talked about it a little bit because I like the. Uh, the manga she drew and the show that's animated about about their life together. Yeah. But she just kind of takes care of him. She's, she's like kind of, uh, you know, his, his rock when things are difficult. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like for Anno to come back to Evangelion again and add like one more character who stays with Shinji. Yeah. Ch- changes just enough for him to have a happy ending. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, Oh, that's, you know, to me, that's what that stands. in. that for. makes a lot of sense to me. And also it makes Anno the ultimate, uh, wife guy for making his wife, the coolest, most badass that's character the in the whole she's thing. She's literally she perfect. Yeah. She's just, she's yep. just this hot asshole who comes in, does awesome fight sequences yep. and like literally solves and every like, problem. And always has like fun quips, has two cool names. Mari, illustrious, yes. whatever, and then the, like, fucking Mary, Estera, yeah. whatever, like, fucking yeah. just, like, a dope-ass character. Yeah, but like, then she she stays with Shinji when when uh, he's alone at the end, and then is they're together in the end, and then uh, there's a lot of things that make this story different than, than Evangelion, but, like, her, her presence feels very interesting as this sort of metaphor of just, like, one thing that throws it off, especially her showing up in two and just kind of, like being being there and helping shinji like when asuka would have in the original show mm-hmm. like she still kind of connects those dots yeah narratively she was just very emotionally affected by the whole thing yeah um and yeah no the the ending shot of his hometown um shinji just going off to have a normal fucking life with someone that makes him happy yeah everyone around him getting to have normal lives and it's all just very good yeah it's fucking incredible it's and i, I wish the man peace yeah no for real yeah and, and like, the thing that makes me happy, too, is, like, I don't know what anyone else will say. The internet is the internet. But if I ever yeah. got a chance to speak to him, I'd be like, you fucking did it. Like, if you were looking for, like, the, yeah. the like, the the right way to end this, like, you hit it. It's yeah. exactly this. Like he, Yeah. And people talk about, to him about that and uh, the, the documentary stuff is, that it was filmed. Because, um, you know, obviously, you know, he, he talks candidly about, like, how rough po- this stuff was right after the show ended. Yeah. Um, you know, the death death threats threads about killing him and stuff um he uh, he talks openly about considering suicide mm-hmm. um notably two times uh two things he almost did so i guess it's kind of a content warning but it's yeah. pretty brief you know but you know what about now you know you've, you've made this thing you've touched these people you've changed people's lives and he's like i don't know if it's for better or for worse which i think just plays into a lot of all the you know the the meta textual stuff with 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 shinji and evangelion and everything and um uh just being like look you know what if I do it and it's not received well? Mm-hmm. I don't know until it's done. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like him trying to find his peace with that and finding his own true ending of everything. And yeah, uh, you know, he talks about maybe he won't, you know, he's like, I don't think I'll do anime again. You think I'm just going to, you know, he's obviously got two live action. Like another live action movie supposed to come out this year. Shin, yeah. Shin Ultraman. Can't wait. Um, and he's supposed to do common. I think Shin common writer, um, which I'm interested in because some people have been like, I don't know if he's right for common writer, but I'll like it. I'm sure I like Anno. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know a lot about common writer uh regardless of that though it's just like um just you know i i think what's striking to me is how like he just kind of wants to like he's like i made this and i'm done with it you know people are like are you gonna miss seven gallon he's like no i'm ready i'm ready for it you know this to be moved on and then he finally does the 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 first screening of the finished movie uh last december mm-hmm. for staff all the staff that worked on it he's like okay we did it and he, he leaves the theater and someone's like are you gonna watch it he's like no it's like, do you ever watch, you know, these screenings once your movie is done? He's like, no. He's like, is there a reason? He's like, not really. It's just, it's done. 
I'm moving on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want people to take away from it now that it's done? He's like, I just hope that they're happy they worked on it. Yeah. And I'm just like, and he's just in like, you know, he goes and he works on his laptop for two and a half hours while people are crying <laughs> in the other room. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's someone who is reacting to the happy ending and just being, so I, I guess I kind of knew there was a, I, I was curious what this meant. I'm assuming it was a happy ending, but he was just like, um, this is like, you went easy. You went easy, <laughs> which is very interesting. Very funny to me of someone yeah. going to Otto and saying that. Um, so voice actors crying in the documentary too, just like saying their last lines. Like yeah. Shinji's final line is goodbye, all of Evangelion. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, effective on, you know, every level mm-hmm. it's, it's supposed to be as they all get destroyed on screen. Yeah. He's, you know, making a world without them. And then Anno is making his own world without it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's, that's Shin Evangelion technically is another name for it. <laughs> uh, that's, that's uh, yeah. thrice upon a time. We've, we've done the plot. We've said our thoughts. I don't know what else you have on your mind. I feel like I hit everything I want to talk about in the course of talking about yeah. the, the plot. Um, Man, just what a fucking movie. This is what I'm talking about, where it's just like, mm-hmm. I just, like, I fucking loved it. I thought it was the perfect ending to all of this. Like, um, even as, like, a sort of, like, relatively Johnny-come-lately fan to Evangelion, I, I feel a lot of, like, attachment yeah. to the series, and I feel like this, like, you know... Well, that's... It's got this really interesting relationship of how, like, every... Of how it has touched different generations at different times. Yeah. Because, you know, it aired in the 90s, uh, you know, for Japan, and it has its sort of fraught ending, and it garners attention in the West. Uh, but then it's not like it's ever really legally available here until after we started the podcast. You know, oh, really? Like, like you know, yeah, like there were some Blu-rays in circulation, but not a lot. The you know, Gainax's whole legal stuff. I think I did like a thirty-minute seminar on it. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, no, like there was you know DVDs that would be very expensive to find secondhand. Yeah. So you basically have to, maybe if you're lucky, find a library with stuff or torrent it realistically. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that it was on Netflix was such this like landmark moment where it's like so many people are going to be able to watch this now. Yeah. That couldn't. And it really has, I think, touched people who are Shinji's age now. Yeah. Um, uh, versus, you know, people who were Shinji's age then mm-hmm. or, um, you know, I guess I was Shinji's age when I watched it. I guess I was like 16. Yeah. I guess he's 14. Uh, when I when I was in high school, I fucking torn at it, uh, because I was on Twitter and people liked it, uh, and I and I and I watched it all, and then now it's all done. Yeah, uh, you know, and uh, again to get sort and of that, like yeah, that this thing is like I I you know there, I don't think there's anything you know don't consider it late you know like yeah it's, true it's always yeah. poignant it's yeah. always good to get to for sure um but yeah I just I, I I feel like as a person who like has loved this like franchise even in moments where I've hated it I've still like loved it and like like I I'm so glad it's challenging think about how what a bummer this podcast would be if we didn't <laughs> like it if like the movie the last movie like yeah wasn't good but I'm so glad we got this like like so that we can like really celebrate the franchise as a whole in mm-hmm. this in this whole thing. It feels and like a celebration of the franchise. It does, yeah. And like part of it, it's in a really personal way. It's and not really, like in a cheesy pandering way. Yeah, right. And something that's really personal to me is that so like my friend uh, Lucy Burge, you've probably heard me talk about a million times, yes, but you never yeah. got to meet them. Um, mm-hmm. They were the first person to ever talk about Neon Genesis Evangelion when I was around. They like had some of the manga they were always telling me like yeah like end of every going so fucked up and i was always like <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about but like sure and like they they named like one of their backyard wrestling moves the ava driver and That's like they sick. were just like a big fan whatever and like i never got into it and then i finally 
got to tell them like you know 2019 I'm like hey i'm like gonna start this podcast i'm gonna be watching the show and they were really stoked that i was like watching it and shit mm-hmm. and like as much as it really bums me out that like they didn't like live long enough to see this culmination mm-hmm. it makes me feel like i got to carry that on for them by becoming a fan and like and like the, the, that i got to see like the mm-hmm. culmination of it. i just kind of feel like a special connection to it like through like my yeah. friend too so it's just kind of like damn yeah it's just like and i i feel like you know there's not in any sort of like direct textual way but i sort of just like got the feeling from the general vibe from the movie that's like anna would appreciate that sort of thing happening as a result of a work that's about the things that this is right and sort of like yeah like it's just i don't know it's all it's all cool yeah yeah no uh movies are beautiful things yes yeah (laughs) i can't wait to try to buy this on blu-ray if if that will be a thing that oh yeah yeah i mean i have have the other ones yeah g kids got the rights to finally release physicals of the show and i'm just like waiting yeah for them to update it Mm -hmm. um and the thing is this did make me want to go back and and rewatch not the show because i feel like i already like i i like love the show and like mm-hmm. I, you know someday i may rewatch it just because i like it but like yeah. i really do want to go back and rewatch like end of evangelion and the movies to see if this does make me like them better because i do have a suspicion that it might because knowing again like goes. knowing where it goes it can help it can it yeah. can it can I mean, like change your like yeah perspective and context and i don't know how much it'll like, change into beva because Indebeva is Indebeva. True, but I, you know, but there's there, just so many ways that they're tied it's, together it's through this. The and one like, I'm most curious about your takes changing. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know when I'll watch the show again because you know, I you know, I feel very lucky to have uh, rewatched it later in my life than the first time, and you know, discuss it with you. Yeah, uh, really appreciated this podcast. Yeah, it's I was gonna say wonderful. the sad thing is that like I was so stoked to like cover the movie and like we're saying goodbye to Evangelion. And I was like, oh fuck, now I gotta say goodbye to the podcast too. <laughs> like, damn it. Um, I was glad we at least got to see um, Pen Pen and a bunch of other identical yeah, we penguins. We talk about the penguins, yeah. In, uh, in this, at there, some there's point, there's some penguins in the uh, village three that in some some purified water they have. Yeah, um, that's where Shinji hangs out for a little while. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's it's it's, it's a really beautiful capstone. I'm very curious if you ever uh, do watch 3.0 again to to get. They're all on Prime now. So I, I already feel like easy. I like it better. And again, just, if, just I'm actually, if I'm just watching it again, that might feel different because I might be like, now I have to sit there again. But just thinking about mm-hmm. it with the context of this, I like it more. Like, yeah. Just because. Yeah. That's the thing with like watching the show again where I'm just like, yeah, you know, you know it's, it's TV. It is inherently a different creative process. I prefer movies to TV all the time, which is kind of an interesting thing about this show anyway, where Evan Gavilian feels like the TV was the thing and the rebuilds exist. And now obviously, uh, you know, especially... With this movie ending, I feel like that relationship in my head is very different. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, now they are both incredibly important things to me. Yeah. Whereas there's a, there's a universe in which this movie's fine, and I prefer the TV more. Yeah. With this, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I, I am glad you mentioned that, because I was going to talk about that a little They're bit, too. They're both beautiful for what they it's, are. Yeah, it's, it's like, I am so, like, I'm torn, but, like... I'll just say this. It it's a high bar that I'm even considering that this movie might be my favorite Evangelion piece of media out of the entire yeah. thing. Like I'm not sure if I would ultimately mm-hmm. put it over the show, but like the fact that I'm even considering it is huge because yeah. I really liked the show. Honestly, same. I don't know if it tops in Neveva for me, having watched them both in this week, you mm-hmm. know. Give it time. Maybe one day you'll see my uh my my Ono letterbox list list change. Yeah. Um but for me I'm just like for me, I'm really wondering, like, do I like it more than 2.0? I think I do. I do, yeah. Um, and I really liked 2.0, but I, I, I prefer this one, which is yeah. just like, yeah. 
Yeah, there's something like 2.0. There's something that Ano gets really Ano gets really liberated by not doing set pieces that were in the show. Mm-hmm. As much as I love everything about 2.0, um, and how it recontextualizes you know, a handful of Ava fights that were in the show. There is something so fresh and new about even 3.0, uh, where it's just like, this is new territory. That's the best part of 3.0 is the fact that it's all new. Like, and, and just like breaking mm-hmm. out. Like now we get to see what it's like when we're like, even though, it, even though in a way it isn't because like, it's, it's so about Kaworu's relationship with Shinji. Yeah. But it's like, it's not redoing that yeah. episode. It's in a cool, uh, it rhymes sort of way. Like yeah. not in like a rehash sort of way. Interesting mirror. You know, this is the, the rebuild was inherently an interesting mirror. This, especially this movie yeah. is, you know, almost written cyclically in that way. Yeah. And about cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just very thematically gorgeous in that way. Yeah. Um, I can't wait till our like audience gets to watch it and yeah. we just have our discord just popping off with everybody. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I know some people it. have Raven loved it. Um, I didn't look at too many of their tweets cause I didn't want to saturate, um, my, my thoughts about it. Yeah. Uh, but I just, you know, I saw them, you know, they gave it five stars on letterbox and yeah. were saying that they loved it. And, uh, yeah, I don't, um, I don't think I've seen much else in the discord. Yeah. Today. This episode will be out soon. Uh, we recorded for three hours. <laughs> Um, don't know how short it'll be in the edit because because we're in the same room. There's not as much to to trim and clean up anyway. Yeah. Uh, because our podcast work. Yeah, I know. I hope people like this episode. I hope people like uh the movie and uh, our, our our retrospectives on it. Yeah. Um. And um. Yeah. You know. Maybe you know. We have a podcast feed. Hypothetically, we could yeah do we other come things. back and do other Anna stuff. Um, and... I I've thought yeah. I've, I mean, obviously, you know, I've always put on the record those live action movies become. Uh, more available, we can we can do them. Yeah. Uh, I think I mean Cutie Honey's on YouTube, but even that's like um a little more tenuous. I'm I'm immediately like I, I'm I'm like Ano in the previous things like I don't want to let go yet. Like yeah, let's do Cutie Honey. Like I don't I don't want to say goodbye yet. But yeah, in case this does end up being the last episode of the podcast, I do want to like thank our fuck. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on because yeah, it was like legitimately like this is gonna sound like whatever, but it was like legitimately enriching to my life. Both because like we became me better too. better friends through it, and we like talked like every two weeks, but also mm-hmm. just like to finally take in a like really important beloved celebrated piece of art that i hadn't seen before and then to like spend as much time as we did digging into it and analyzing it whatever else and like it's just like i mean it's just fun also but also just like yeah yeah, it's cool but then also like i want to like you know like thank our audience because i thought they were fucking Mm -hmm. fantastic like yeah you another thought i had when you were talking about getting to you know quote unquote late i i think about how many people have started the show because of us talking about yeah that's true yeah um and how you know great that feels yeah yeah i wouldn't call them like fucking like fake fans so i guess i'm not one either but no but um, it's it's just kind of uh you know it's just cool to to share it yeah in general it it is you know especially as a text about relating to other people yeah exactly uh to to discuss it in such detail with such uh you know admiration yeah and uh with so many people yeah it's been wonderful and i'm like really grateful for like how vocally positive our audience always was about like telling us that they liked an episode or that they were excited to hear another one. It just yeah. like, and it just feels nice as a person who makes things to have Absolutely. people that are like, yeah. I'm excited about what you're making and I like it. And it's like, whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's already, yeah, our audience rules. Yes. Um, we, we tweeted a selfie earlier when you came over and someone's like, are we getting an episode? And I was like, yeah, of course. Of course yeah. We're doing it. Are you <laughs> yeah. kidding? Yeah. We, I mean, we said we would, but it's been forever. I know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's literally been a year since we recorded the podcast. Yeah, I think it's no, literally been did. more than a year, which yeah, is crazy. We, yeah. Around this time last year, I had to check the exact date that Shin Godzilla went up, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There's, there's other stuff we, we could hypothetically do and maybe yeah. we will. Um, 
chime off in the Discord. We, yeah. That's the thing. We never had like a Patreon to do any bonus stuff. So there's hypothetically stuff we could do mm-hmm. um, just to, you know as a as a sort of victory lap if we wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last summer I was just so burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I left a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and I was like you know this one's really close to our stopping point. So I was just like, you know, we'll do these. But I, I wasn't really trying to, to extend anything past Shin Godzilla. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I'm at this much better place in my life. Yeah. Um, I had my Shinji moment. <laughs> um, I had my sit in the nerve HQ. Only for me, it was therapy. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, you know, ending some, some uh, bad relationships for me. And yeah. Reflecting on how they affected me and yeah. moving past them. Which I'm very glad for you that you were able to Thank do you. all of that. And... Yeah. Um, no, I... I and, uh, Another, I guess maybe that's part of it too. Watching this movie and just seeing all that growth and seeing people acknowledge it and being yeah. like people telling me that I uh, seem better lately. Yeah, you um, really do. Like, thank you. yeah, you really do. And it means a lot to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when I logged this on Letterboxd, uh, not not the uh, on the, the show when I finished because it's on Letterboxd. When we I watched the last episode and I logged it and I was like, we're gonna talk about it soon. Um, but I just remember like I I remember writing like you know. When I get there, I hope all my friends are surrounding me saying congratulations, <laughs> congratulations. and a penguin. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I know it, uh, it, it's, it's very emotionally affecting it to see it at this point. Yeah. Um, when I do, which is interesting, but, you know, obviously, because it's not like, you know, there's a million things that you could be torn up about in the world. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, the movie is so hopeful. Yeah. It, it kind of washes that away. Just this idea of like people surviving, mm-hmm. coming together rebuilding uh rebuild of evangelion yep <laughs> yeah no it's it's a wonderful experience i'm glad i got to watch it with you yeah it was especially it was, I, I wanted to see it in a theater but like in hindsight I would have loved to see some of those images i that mean big. like yeah. watching on the big screen with whatever would have been awesome but honestly in its own way like just sitting in your living with you have a big nice tv and you have the fucking speakers so like yeah. it was like pretty dope visually and, and yeah. audio anyway if, if, like if you if you had come over any later i mean we probably wouldn't have recorded same day but uh i, I have backlights on my tv now um so it's like i would have turned those to red yeah would have added to the mood yeah um the, for the fucking porky pig section absolutely that's, yeah, absolutely <laughs> um i gotta get some of those lights that like respond to what's on the tv yeah so they like change the light um anyways uh no it's been uh a wonderful, wonderful thing. If they ever do come to theaters, if G Kids runs a revival where they all show in like a week or something, we should do it. Um, and um, you know, on the the Orange Coast Patreon, and we talked about Oscars last year. And yeah. a lot of movies. I'm sure we'll do it again mm-hmm. in like eight months. Pig, pig. We gotta yeah. talk about pig. Um, yeah, no, I, that's the thing. We we finished this movie and stood out of my balcony for like 20 minutes talking about other movies. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to, yeah, it's just it like anything we, but Yeah, we were just saving, saving all of this for the microphone. Yeah, it was, it was sitting in the dark, uh, silent while all the credits finished and watching mm-hmm. to the very end until it came up and said the end and then gave us the little like production company flash at the end. And then, uh, yeah, fucking got up. I went straight to the fridge to grab the alcohol yeah. and then we went out on the porch and talked about Pig and Fast 9 and whatever yeah. else. yeah. So, yeah, well, I mean, this thing, we'll keep talking about movies and other stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter, follow the other places. Um, yeah, we'll be around. I can't, are you, you said you knew the ending for this. I'm excited to see what it's going to be. Oh, yeah. Um, let's do some plugs, though, before oh, we. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. Could have led into it by saying follow us. Uh, but what about you, Chris? Where could people find you on I the like, internet? I like, honestly, we've been podcasting so long. I forgot that's a thing that we do. Um, yeah. At this point, it almost feels like people probably know. If they know <laughs> yeah, right? I would think so. If you're still but... subscribed to this podcast feed for a year. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Topher Disgrace on Twitter. 
Uh, you can find a link in my bio um, to my website where I have like pretty much everything that I've made, like comics so and, and films. I know, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, that's where all that is. Uh, Joe, what about you? Oh, God. Um, I am on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Also, my letterboxd if you care about my movie things that I log. Um, um, I love making lists on Letterboxd, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I tweet every now and then. Um, not much, more and more. I make some other podcasts, Got It Memorized, um, which, uh, is right now doing Neo The World Ends With You. Um, since the last time we've podcasted on this show, uh, we, uh, did season one of Twin Peaks. So if you're kind of interested in, uh, weird television, maybe similar to this, uh, I think, um, Wheels and I talking about Twin Peaks is uh, really wonderful. We'll get back to season two once we finish The World Ends With You, do the return. There's a movie in there while there's no Kingdom Hearts things to speak of. Uh, and we are watching One Piece, my other anime show, which is now in Dressrosa of uh, Arc of One Piece, which is weird and, and strange, but we talk about that um, like twice a month. And I referenced a while ago that I uh, was writing about uh, Disney movies. I did a project called Make Mine Movies. Um, where I just was writing about every single Disney movie. I've been on a uh, kind of... I've been on a break that I'm just like, I don't know when I'm going to come back from that break because uh, I've just kept myself busy um, as is. I, I will do- tell you this, listener. If you have not listened to that podcast while you're on a walk, you should try it. Yeah. That's my favorite. I literally save up the episodes to be like, going on a walk today. Let's listen, nice. let's listen about Peter Pan. Let's listen about uh great mouse detective like whatever but yeah and and that's very nice to hear whenever you you would text me about those yeah um yeah i they're they're essays so i write the essays and then um because i know why people follow me and what's most easy i have been recording them and releasing them in the podcast feed so you can search for make my movies in a podcast app and uh it will come back eventually i don't think it'll come back twice a week um just because i've i've kept myself busy and uh I've got some other secret stuff running uh, behind the scenes right now. And you got a cool boyfriend. So. That's, that's also very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I when I started the project in March, I couldn't have exactly predicted what my summer would have been like. Uh, it, I took a break right before the Renaissance, so eventually I will be back with The Little Mermaid, which I, you know, I've written a lot of that piece and haven't gotten back to it, unsurprisingly. It's really a discussion about how much I love Howard Ashman, um, so that'll last uh, for a little bit longer because Beauty and the Beast isn't that long after. Um, but that's Make Mine Movies. It, it will... Uh, return if you want to uh, hear me talk about animation it was really interesting to rewatch these after uh thinking so much about how animation uses uh visual language so that there's that so those are my things to plug uh you oh uh ghostofjoe.com is if you want to find the written version of that it'll just take you straight to the website i've been posting those on but yeah i think that's everything uh tweet about the show with hashtag nervous rex if you'd like to i forgot to say all caps when you spell the pod's name i was really proud was of that the hashtag one. nervous rex pod Oh, yeah, Nervous Rex Pod, I believe, yeah. Because like, Nervous Rex, I mean, we'll just take you to anyone who's ever used that hashtag. Because <laughs> uh, it's not like hashtags recognize capitalized letters. Yeah. Um, but, uh, n- yeah, Nervous Rex Pod. Um, uh, I know we've used it a couple times this week now. The, the post the post um, Evangelion feed will be renamed uh, Confident Rex. And yeah. we'll just <laughs> yeah. we'll have made it through the whole emotional journey, and now we just talk about cutie honey for fun. Yeah. We're not nervous anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll figure uh, out if we're gonna do anything else, and uh, we'll 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 tweet about it or post in the Discord if um, we make any yeah, plans. Um, probably talk more about it off mic, but 
Yeah, the that's that. Oh, join the Discord if you're. You, we've talked about yes, it a couple times. The if Discord you're not. is great. It's great, great channel in there. You can uh, go to theorangegroves.com. There's a link to the Discord at the bottom of uh, any page you go to. But you know, go to the home pages there. That's the the network that we're on. The Orange Groves. Uh, we talked about the movie podcast we did uh, in in October or not fucking in February. What fuck am I? What oh am my I? Brain? God, no, my mid time is it's all fucking. Yeah, no, it is. It wasn't even February. It was later in the year because the Oscars were pushed back. April. April. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, we talked about our favorite movies of uh 2020. Uh, weird year for watching movies. And um, yeah, that's free to listen to. It was also about as long as this. And um, there's a video version for uh ten dollar patrons, but the audio itself is uh free, so you can go check that out. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/TheOrangeGroves. And there will be more movie podcasts, but that's also a thing that I uh, there's just no schedule for. It's just kind of whenever it happens. There was an episode I did with uh, Riley on. Uh, the fast franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's over there, and um, I can't think of uh of anything else to plug. So um, so uh, oh, I guess rate and review us on iTunes. That's <laughs> rate and review on iTunes. Go. We have to. I, I don't have like a good one, but I just like one more time want to reference the stupid fucking no men left in America shit. We should make like one piece of merch item for the show and it should just be like a bumper sticker that says like no men left in America or something mm. like that. I think that. it has to be like, no men left in Tokyo 3. Yeah, that's for, yeah, something like that. Just because that, like, it's so funny. That's like the negative review that warmed my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was supposed George, to like make us feel bad, it but it's too. so funny. I can't yeah. even be mad. I love it. I actively mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, Jory and I talk about that a lot too because the same person yeah. gives a similar yeah. review for We Are. Um, but I, I think that's, I think that's it. I think that's, uh, our our episode on uh, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time and bye bye all of Nervous Rex (laughs)